0: Welcome to Top 5 Comics, people talking about comics, pop culture, and movie events. Today with us we have the amazing Curtis. Thwip Thwip. The sensational Ross. Hey. The superior Mike. Stop. (laughs) And the astonishing CBS, keeping us on track. Keeping us getting the things done.
1: I'm trying. <laughs> it hurts.
0: And Peter Parker Family, Rob. Hi. I was <laughs> looking for the spectacular. But... Well, I, we did spectacular. Did we? I think so. I think it was wasted on me. Oh, was well, it? It wasn't. It's never wasted. Peter, big, Peter Parker Family, miss. that was a fantastic Spider-Man book. Well, you know what you can do with yourself.
2: Well, that was a very good one. That was a good Spider-Man story. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> do we
3: have books? That's Rob, everybody.
1: <laughs> so, uh... uh <clears throat> yeah, so this week, book-wise, uh, we're going to do the uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh, Cyclops number one.
4: You...
1: I don't think this is the right order. Uh, Flash uh, annual number three. Uh, Futures End, zero and one. And then, uh... was that it? Nailbiter. No- oh, Nailbiter number one from Image. Uh, I, maybe not that order, but you know, whatever. I guess we can start with Spider-Man, that's fine. Anyway, let's, uh, news, uh, Ross, go.
3: Well, all I really know is Flash got picked up. It's gonna happen, no matter what now.
1: <clears throat> so there's gonna be a Flash TV show? Yes. Is this Flash going to
0: continue to use the actor that was in Arrow?
3: Yep, it'll be the same continuity and everything. That's okay. Already so,
0: so they may actually have crossover storylines and stuff for the T V universe. Yeah. Which possibly. would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. At least
3: for those two. I don't think anything else is gonna tie in. But
0: well I think that's I think that's all they have on
3: T V right now for well, D C. Yeah. Right. They so. also Gotham is definitely
4: coming out.
0: I mean, oh well, that's true. Constantine's
3: but, definitely coming out.
0: But Gotham should be set somewhere nebulously in the
1: past. It'd
0: yeah. be kind of cool if That won't, if be, that won't
5: be on the same network, either. No, none of
1: them will. Competing with each other. Oh, so, so only, sure. two, only two on the same network is going to be Flash and Aaron Arrow, apparently. Well, mm. that, who's
5: playing the Flash? Is it some... I don't remember that guy's name. Biracial guy um, or something? No. Uh, no, it's just... I he's, it was.
1: Huh. No, didn't you see... Did you not see the Arrow? You're just over there making... They ignore the guy in the corner. Mm. Man.
5: <laughs> you... Well, they're not following the comic. Right
1: down... that... Only <laughs> mm-hmm. what? No, man. That's he's, he's still Barry Allen.
0: So, yes.
2: does Flash dance? He might. Yeah.
0: He seems Flash. almost too nerdy to dance. But if he did. Flash dance? You know yes. You're right, he, he can Barry dance if Allen. he wants
1: <laughs> to. <laughs> he can leave his carriage behind. <laughs> and his friends don't dance? That's the safety dance. dance. <laughs> the man not any friends of mine? <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you know what's going on. Oh, my
4: head. <laughs>
1: right? You started it, man. I did not. Yes. I said flash, I, not safety. You, you asked him about dancing, man. That's where it gets started at.
4: <sighs> I wasn't even thinking what, about that. was the waterfalls in... on there, flash dance? Um, yeah. yeah. Night's a badass,
5: Him mm. in
1: that video. <laughs> no. Mm. There You're is sure? a little person in there, but it's not the same guy. Okay.
5: Just check
1: it. It's a, Yeah. That was a different... (laughs) Way way to bring up. Good job.
2: Uh, Curtis, news? Mark Guggenheim, speaking of the Arrow, will be writing X-Men on issue 18, I believe.
5: Nice. So he'll be taking over writing duties. Which X-Men? The the standard, just X-Men? Yeah.
2: The non-adjective titled Mm X-Men. Neither amazing, nor astonishing, nor uncanny. Oh,
0: well, okay.
5: You got that right.
0: Plain X-Men. <laughs> they
2: can't put mediocre
0: in the title.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not been that way, man. I didn't say
0: that. Right. they were just, just saying that it shouldn't be. Now, it is important to say it's not extreme X-Men either.
5: So. Well, extreme's over. why you have to bring that up? We're amazing. We're <laughs> <laughs> astonishing. You did astonishing, didn't you? Let's not talk about it. I missed Spectacular earlier.
0: Oh, okay. Spectacular
2: what? X-Men? Do you,
3: I don't think I don't the they title. had one yet.
0: Yeah. But in time... What's so next? Give him, give him a little bit of time. What about Firestorm? I'm looking for secret X-Men. Secret X-Men? Yeah. Huh. It'd be the X-Men that don't look like mutants, maybe? It's like Cannonball, Sunspot, maybe, when he doesn't power up. Like
2: Undercover Avengers?
0: A little bit. Uh, well, undercover? that would actually be really cool, because they could, like, infiltrate the X-Men Brotherhood. Undercover?
4: hmm
0: I could see that. You infiltrate the Brotherhood of mutants. Yeah. Anyways, um, getting back to the TV universe, who else feels like this is just Morse WB shell game nonsense?
1: Well, when you say WB, do you mean Warner Brothers?
4: Yeah. The WB,
1: the TV station, and Warner Brothers are two different. There's a CW, which is the one putting yeah. out the shows.
2: What does CW stand for?
1: Uh... Crap Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, think so. No. Oh, my bad. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure, pretty yeah sure that's a really serious. good question. What is that? What is does it st- Ross? I have no idea. Oh man! Stands
3: for We Make Girly Shows. No,
1: no welcome. G in that CW, is, is... I'm going to go with
0: Curtis World. Curtis <laughs> world.
5: <laughs> Let's not, because my world would not be that dramatic. No. I don't know. No. Don't he know. has to start delving into the Black Panther role. Well, that's I, true. There's the door.
0: <laughs>
5: what, do I get, what do I What do I need to do? You know what you can do with
4: uh, all that time,
1: <laughs> man. Okay, well, moving it's forward a little, little bit, that, uh, yeah. That's right, out of, out of control. Well, you say he's shell game stuff, Rob? Yeah. Well, it's just like anything else. I mean, there's X Men are done by Sony and Fox is doing the. Oh no, X Men is done by Fox. Sony is doing Spider Man. Although the two of them teamed up with that weird cameo thing at the end of the credits, which is weird, yeah. to the uh, old Spider-Man.
3: I've read apparently with that one is that the guy that directed Spider-Man was what? supposed to direct something for Fox. Mark Webb? Yeah, and so they and so that was like their deals that let him put a piece of X-Men at the end of Spider-Man. So.
1: As part of a contract negotiation? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But
3: the worlds aren't connected at all. They'd be that no. clear. I'm mm. pretty
1: sure that they're getting ready to have Sony Fox team up to fight the ears. Yeah. By ears, Let's I mean see. the mouse. By the mouse, I mean they're Disney. Wait, the only reason and
5: I they will you. lose miserably. Oh, for sure. No doubt. The ears, that is a juggernaut.
1: Right. <laughs> you can't stop the Haven't ears. you seen South Park? I Yeah. You I don't mean. mess with the ears. No. <laughs> they should know better. they
0: well, uh, the reason I say the shell game is that
1: those are corporations owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, but the other two put, put that was put in Gotham's not. Like the the whole, the only one that's owned by them is still W. Is, CW used to be WB, and CW is not even completely owned by Warner Brothers. No.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe it's not as bad of a shell game as I thought, but it seems strange. You know, like you you want the money that the years are getting. Why do you keep selling your properties out? Don't you see that that's a bad choice?
1: Well, Well, that way if the Birds of Prey happens again with Gotham, people don't automatically shoot DC (laughs) Comics.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I I watched Birds of Prey the entire series. I don't feel entirely stupider for watching it, but you know what? Yeah. It's it's not... The girls are pretty.
0: So so you're saying that they're using it for a drop-the-mic moment, is that what you're saying? Yes. They just come out and be like, we have nothing to do with this, and just drop it on the ground? Yeah, exactly.
3: No responsibility. I think they're trying to them on the network that suits the
0: type of show best so, so the
5: constantine show is going to be on what nbc is that right
0: it should be on discovery yeah for supernatural yeah. stuff
5: yeah it will, it will <laughs> be and it's, then it's right Fox has gotham. gotham and the cw will have the flash and you know the yeah. uh, they're
0: still talking as far as i know in the craziness of superman 2 for a different flash correct yeah. It,
1: it, who knows? I mean, if For they're going to do the
3: Justice League, they're probably going to have a Flash, and more than likely it's not going to be the same. Yeah,
5: probably not the same
1: dude. Yeah. yeah. Jay
3: Garrick.
0: That sure, would be why weird. not? He's a different character.
5: Now they'll have Wally West. Me.
0: We oh. could, but uh, they seem to be leaning <laughs> on everything to be Barry Allen. Which hmm. so I don't understand, but that's okay. We'll get into that later.
5: Because by the time that rolls around the film, he'll... The dude will be done filming Fantastic Four, so he'll be available.
1: <laughs> okay. Full of rage tonight. <laughs> I, can, I can see it. Curse oh, yeah. got me there. Out of, you're out of control. Rat in the cage. What's that, Stop right. it. I think that's a song. Man, <clears throat> smashing what? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay, so it, the end of the episode we'll do. We got another write-in uh, to the show with a. I don't, it's not really a question. It's more of a. I suppose it's a question. Kind of. Yeah, I guess it is kind of kind of a question, but like, a, it's a more of what, what like a what-if kind of thing. Oh, opinion question, I guess. Yeah, I guess opinion question. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go over that towards the end of this thing. Um, so uh, you want to go start with Amazing Spider-Man then? Does that sound like a uh, good idea? I can. Okay, then. Amazing Spider-Man number one.
0: Which, this book is colossal, so we're not going to do what we normally would do for this, where we go through most of the book. We're just going to kind of do some bullets and move on. So, I well, apologize uh, if it's and too it
1: also includes the Inhuman at the end of it, like, issue one of Inhuman.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about
1: talking about that. Yeah, or issue, not. Issue two okay. hasn't
0: come out yet, has it? Not wow. yet. Not yet for Inhuman. The whole issue's in there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah
5: a slap in the face. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So anybody who bought it's probably ticked off.
0: <laughs> well, if you bought Spider-Man as well. Otherwise, you're like, hey, what's this cool Kuma thing doing at the back of my book?
1: <laughs> the guy does kind of look like a Kuma.
0: Yeah,
5: he looks like a Kuma to me. Which I'm happy for. Which dude? The main the villain main, dude? The, main, the main guy. He looks like, like, like that dude people. from Nightbreed.
0: Right? That works too. With the yeah, hedgehog hair? okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that. All right, so anyhow. Amazing Spider-Man... Number one. We actually begin with a little bit of a flashback where we see the spider being hit with the electric radiation I guess. And it falls on Pete's hand and bites him and we always kind of assume that the spider just kind of crawled over and died because eventually he looks for it. But uh, they're kind of giving us a little bit of extra history here where it winds up crawling up um, some other girl's leg and biting her But her face is always obscured to us. And so we see Pete reacting and everybody reacting to Pete being like, oh, my head hurts. But we never really see her. So we kind of like just adjust the old history. And then we see the spider's dead. That's
5: aggressive. That's an aggressive spider there.
0: Mm, Well, you would be aggressive too if you were hit with radiation. Lights get work done, Mike. Lights get work done. You're like, I just want to jump on some flies, suck their juices out. And now I get hit with radiation and lightning.
5: Well, I feel cheated because I got bit in the same damn spot by a spider. I got sick as a dog, but I sure as all didn't end up with any. Any yeah,
0: special it. powers?
2: Both of us don't. It's sure. <clears throat> it wasn't irradiated.
5: My probably. kid, my kid was young enough. He thought I was gonna be Spider-Man. He swore he was watching. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, mm. Instead
0: of the flip, you. get the I <laughs> I was, gonna, I, was gonna, I
5: thought I was gonna die. Well, <clears throat>
0: um, probably was a possibility. Unfortunately. Or not. So I
5: didn't know what I, I didn't know what was going on until later. Yeah.
0: We're glad that that didn't, didn't happen
5: Some of us <laughs> Some of us yeah.
0: So, we begin the story With uh, the White Rabbit It's
1: not White Rabbit, I think it's just Rabbit we had this conversation earlier The White Rabbit's from D.C. Well, I oh, think you probably think it was a different person. Pete's back
0: Oh, well I guess we could do that, yeah Alright, so if you didn't finish Superior Spider-Man Peter Parker is back
5: in the role of Spider-Man
1: Dun 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 spoilers. uh, If uh, people
5: don't know that, then I don't know where the hell they're living. Yeah. Mm, I
1: didn't know that.
4: I didn't either.
1: Well you are both liars.
4: (laughs) You again. Man, I What should
1: I do?
0: Was was it news to you that Peter Parker was Doc
1: Ock for a minute? Did you know that Dr. Octopus was Spider-Man for a minute? I I knew that, because I read it. Well, you were. Yeah, you were reading it. Oh, you're talking to him now? Yes. Oh Yeah, I knew that. I Icon. We told
0: you, right? Well, when they changed the title back to Amazing, Pete was already back in the saddle.
1: Oh. The spider saddle. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Ross dropping to his knees with his looking up, no! (laughs) And he'd be like, oh, wait, it's Marvel.
5: (laughs) And I I have to say, the moment that that the Green Goblin figured that out was awesome.
1: That's true.
0: That's true. Because he knew from the beginning, unlike half the Avengers and most of the Well, he took as well but he figured it out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, he picks it up really fast. So that it's Spidey that's back. And what, what was his line that he says something to about him?
5: about how he's going to fail at saving his little girlfriend. And I don't know if Pete said something about it, but at least he can say he didn't carry around a man purse or something yeah. to that effect. And, that's right, yeah. And his eyes bug out. And it's you. Yeah. At least, at least I know
0: knows. I won't terrorize the city with and a then man. he tries curves. to run
5: away, but
0: yeah. good stuff. And we we get left with maybe a more dangerous Osborne because now he's got the the uh, goblin serum drawn out of his system, but he seems like he's just more focused. So maybe he doesn't have the goblin poking him anymore. Let's see,
4: yeah,
0: I don't know. That's just all crazy. Anyways, so we got the rabbit and um, the hippo and a new girl in a panda suit. The panda. Who, yeah, we, we get, later on, we get the name for her. She's evidently new, and then we have, like, uh, some moth. I can't remember what his name is, like June Moth or something like that. Yeah. Anyhow, they have stole a whole basket of Fabergé eggs, and they're running down the street, and Spider-Man's doing his thing, shooting spider webs at him and stuff, trying to stop him from his crowd, and everybody's gasping, oh, my God, what? And eventually we see the reason they're gasping is because Spider-Man is wearing a web diaper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and a mask. web diaper. <laughs>
0: and that's pretty much it. And everybody's caught between either being, like, horrified that he's stuck to the wall in front of them and being like, ooh, got sexy. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we go from there, we rewind time a little bit to see Pete having his first press conference out in front of Parker Industry. Where he's trying to tell them that you know the building's okay and that they're going to continue their work, and he tries to make a joke about, kind of like the only part of the sign that was destroyed was the P. So here at or Industry we're really good, and the crowd is all like, whatever. I don't understand. I think they've dealt with. It's a bad Doc joke Oc. regardless. Yeah, well, it's true. Mm,
1: yeah, it's a bad joke.
0: I think they've dealt with Ock before, and so they're not used to him like making any kind of comments it's like that. It's even a bad
5: joke, even yeah. if he did just find out he had a company to begin with. Okay.
1: You're
0: the only one You know, it's Pete um, Yeah, there you go Uh, So As Pete's gone He's made a lot of peace with people that Doc Ock had turned into enemies So he's made peace with um, Aunt May and John Sr. Or J.J. Sr. But uh, he's promised them that he won't work with Spider-Man any longer and so that he's like supposedly severing complete ties with him. And that won't be a part of what they're doing any longer. And that he's going to get the company back up and running. Um, from there, we kind of find out that... Anna Maria. Anna Maria. That's where yeah, I was going. So she's gone into Pete's apartment, which she evidently lost her key for, but the super gave her a new one. And he's she's kind of like running
1: around trying to figure out where she's got her spare clothes at. She lost her purse, like her, whenever she, the whole, uh, yeah. trying to get killed by the Greek Goblin, in the process, she managed to lose her purse, like her driver's license, her credit cards, and her keys, and, like, wallet, and all that stuff. Everything was in her purse is gone. So, she got the spare key from the, from the landlord in order to get back into the apartment. But, uh, yeah, she's basically just upset because she's going to have to figure out what to do about getting her license replaced, and all that stuff people don't usually think about.
0: Hmm. And uh, she was looking for a change of clothes that she left there at the apartment, and she winds up coming across a ring box with uh, Doc's plans to engage to her.
1: We We're like, Yeah, true evil fashion.
0: Bum, bum, bum! It's important to understand at this point that Pete does not actually remember all the things that Doc Ock has done. Yeah, I had no idea. So he doesn't actually know how deep their relationship is, or anything about this at this point. Pete's been able to explain to people who know that he's Spider-Man what has gone on, but that's like a handful of people. Uh, Unfortunately, MJ and... um, Carly. Carly, both who knew that and now know that he was, you know, mind controlled or whatever for all this time, both were like, yeah, we're out of town now, and they just left. So they're done with Pete. Um, On top of that, J.J. uh, has kind of become disgraced as the mayor of New York. And so he stepped down from his position, basically being like, you're not going to have me to kick around anymore. And um, Spider-Man kind of tried to fix things with him, because Doc Ock was holding him, was blackmailing him, basically. And so he's... He's tried to make it right, but it's too late. JJ already resigned. And so uh, the next thing that we kind of come to is like him deciding he's going to get back out into the world and he's going to go back to the newspaper. And of course, the headline in the newspaper is you know, the mayor is no longer in charge. And so of course, he takes that as a direct attack against him.
1: Um, it's like a slap to the face. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, he feels like he did the best he could do. And, mm. yeah. But um, from there, we go back to Parker Industry, and um, the big downside is the new product they're putting out is some kind of a nanobot. And he has no idea what the deal with it is. He's never, you know, Doc Ock was the nanobot guy, not Pete. And so he's got to, like, reverse engineer his own product now before right. he can release
1: it. Which he made some mention in there. He's like, it's too bad I can't remember uh, Doc Ock's memory. He's like, wait, don't think that. Don't think that. Mm-hmm. and then move forward past it. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, because actually that's what kind of gave him a little bit of a problem in Doc Oxide because he tried to remember right. Pete's memories and brought him back, in a way. But um, one of his assistants is all about him getting rid of all of his Spider-Man gear since he no longer works for Spider-Man. Right. And so they got all of his suits laid out. And so she's talking about getting rid of it and having it destroyed. And that's where Pete finds out that he earned his doctorate while he was gone like Doc Ock made him a doctor for real and we also find out that he evidently Doc didn't treat his employees very well oh, yeah. and so everybody's like afraid of him kind of so they don't understand like why he's kind of being nice
1: to them though it kind of freaks them all out like at one point he asks a group of them to do things like he's talking to us oh my god mm. so it's pretty funny yeah. then he finds his robot butler that's pretty cool
0: mm. And so he basically decides, rather than uh, destroying all the uniforms, that he's going to go out and patrol Spider-Man, so he can get back to normal. And he's kind of swinging around, and he's like, "Yeah, this is great. Everybody's everybody's been missing me, you know. I'm going to pick up right where I left off." And the people on the street are like yelling at him and calling him, you know, a jerk. So he's he's kind of like having to go back to the beginning again. Anyhow, so. We wound up catching up to where the menagerie was—the people that we saw at the beginning: the um, the rabbit, the panda, the moth, and the hippo. And uh, evidently, the moth's whole ability is that she can control fabrics. Right. To use Weird. them, to yeah. use them to become deadly things. Yeah. And so she attacks Pete and basically just shreds his costume. But before she can get to his mask he when like, he's like, punching her out. The problem is now he's naked except for his mask. So that's when he webs up his web diaper. And of course now he's all over the world because everybody's got their cell phone taking pictures of him and putting them on the web. And so we flash over to the Avengers and they're kind of like, oh yeah, that's gotta be. Like, I think Jessica's the one who's like, oh, that's the real Pete. Right. Because only he would have that kind of mess up. And Captain America's like,
1: don't oh, know.'" I'm just yeah. sure like, we can believe this is the right guy. She's like, no, it couldn't happen to anybody else. And
0: then, of course, the Human Torch is like, yeah. He's laughing. This is hilarious. Personal problems are great. Anyhow, so um, we kind of make the debut of the panda, and Spider-Man handles her pretty well. And he basically, like, takes down the crime, saves the eggs, Bands wraps everybody up, and he's like, he's gonna leave a note. And this old lady starts harassing him about being out there with no clothes on. Now he needs to get going. Mm -hmm. So he swings his way back to his apartment and uh, comes flying into the skylight like he normally would. He's kind of getting dressed and changing his clothes, and he comes walking out, and there's Anna Marie just sitting there on the couch. And so he's like, I gotta try to explain this. I I've just been in my bedroom alone for all these months. Yeah. And she's like, why didn't you ever tell me that you were Spider-Man? And he's like, what? Me? Spider-Man? I don't know what you're talking about. And then she kind of drops the bombshell that she, uh... She's pretty aware of what he looks like, Megan. And so, she knows that he's Spider-Man now. And of course he's like,
1: oh, I didn't even know that, uh we have done that, yeah. Well, in his head, in his head, he's like, "Does she live here?" <laughs> like it's, it, it, it's funny.
0: Yeah, he really doesn't know. So yeah, we're left with that. Um, the first backup story is an Electro story, and they talked about this, I think, in the final issue of Superior, as well. But basically, like Electro's at a supervillain bar, and he's like. Who are all these chumps? You know, because most of them aren't really the people that are wearing these costumes, and they're all kind of giving him guff because he's Electro. But yeah, what has he done lately? Well, <laughs> evidently the both uh, well, the Hobgoblin and the Goblin have been selling other people's costumes, like their legacy, and so uh, yeah, these guys are all a bunch of pretenders. But um, Electro gets in his head like, you know, they don't they don't respect me anymore, so I'm gonna go do the thing that everybody respected me for when i totally destroyed the raft prison right so he decides he's going to go to iron heights
1: they do the same thing
0: yeah but he pulls so much juice when he does it he actually winds up frying half the inmates wait iron heights and i think it's iron heights isn't Blackgate batman's prison
3: mm-hmm. yeah Blackgate, i think
0: rikers island is it rikers in this
3: yeah i think iron heights is uh central city it's the flash prison
0: well, he traveled across the galaxy. To... <laughs> All right, he goes to the prison and he destroys it. What's that name? I don't. I don't know. What page it could it's be. On. It could be Rikers. I thought it was Siren Heights. No, because uh... you're probably right. Either way, he he you destroys up in the, the back. prison. <laughs> you shot him up in the
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Yeah.
0: And he winds up killing a bunch in the of. Back?
1: You you shut him up in the back. back? <sighs> like The peanut gallery.
5: Oh. I was gonna but, say his back was to me.
1: Back on, back
5: on track. Yeah, that's what I like. So he
0: winds up killing a good deal of the, uh, the prisoners, along with freeing some of them. But uh, he kind of comes to the conclusion that, uh, that it must be whenever Spider-Man was controlling his mind, he was using that chip on him, that it must have messed up his powers, and that's why he couldn't control it. So he's like, I'm going to kill Spider-Man. So, our next story. Normal,
1: normal answer. Yeah, pretty close. Moving along to backup up story number two. Yeah. That
0: was the transition there. This is a Black Cat. And, uh. Aw, yeah. She's angry. Yeah. When Superior first encountered her, he just arrested her like a regular criminal and, like, knocked her out and busted out one of her teeth I'm and sure everything. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, she's kind of not understanding it because they've always had a different kind of relationship. And, uh. The relationship was was superior. He just didn't care about her at all. Uh, Spider-Man had always kind of found a way that she didn't have to lose her social standing. Right. And, yeah, now everything about her is being torn away. Like, her highest society status is being ripped apart. Her family is kind of moving away from her. And, of course, you know, the worst thing for her is that even Spider-Man's like, yeah, whatever, she's a comic criminal, I don't care. So... Does the public, is, is the public aware
1: that it's Felicia Hardy there? They are now. They are now. Okay. Yeah, because she totally got arrested. They yeah, pretty well outs her. So what, what happened for like all the Hollywood starlet types did not happen for her. She went to jail and actually people turned their backs on her and like her high society status went away. It's not like when Lindsay Lohan showed up with the stuff written on her eyelids and got slapped on the wrist and then was out the next week partying with coke or whatever coca-cola's great drink oh my
0: she gets uh she gets sprung by uh electro who attacks the prison and like her cellmate who was uh kind
1: of a manly woman
0: winds up uh, probably dying but
1: the cool thing about that is that the entire time that big burly lady is kind of like overlording on her a little bit and uh gets to be that first night whenever elect- the electro is breaking that same prison electro electrocutes all the power goes out for a second, and then she's like, you know what's funny? Now that the power dampeners are off, my power is that I'm lucky, and people around me aren't lucky. And then one of the shocks from Electro come in there and basically electrocute her, the, the burly lady.
0: Then there's some uh, some little nonsense cartoon stuff about Spider-Man and his allies. So we would move
1: right past that. Yeah, I'd skip that. It's a whole... Not really. Over to uh,
0: yeah. over to a preview of Spider-Man 2099, where we're seeing uh, Miguel is still hanging around in our time period, and he kind of helps this lady, and she's attacked by some real hipster street criminals.
5: Peter David wrote that, right? Uh,
0: maybe.
5: I think he's the one that's going to be writing the series. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. Peter David did write it. And Will sneaks, sneaks, sneaks,
5: Sneaks. does the art,
1: art. yeah. It looks good.
0: Anyway, so real hipstery looking street crime guys.
1: Oh, yeah, man. The the whole, like, hipster beard and the stupid, like, straight up hipster, like, gangster types. Mm. It's stupid, (laughs) but all
4: right.
0: And they attack this girl, and she maces one of them, and the other one pulls a gun on her, and is basically, like, pulling some, uh... (laughs) Some Romeo and Juliet with guns kind of stuff on her. (laughs) Like, the way that he's talking, he's so hipster. And then Miguel drops down and he kind of takes him out. And she gets up and she, like, slaps him. And basically, like, says, like, it costs him for saving her. Like, I didn't yell for help. I didn't need you. Yeah, I thought. I'm not going to wait for the police. And Spider Man's like, what the heck's wrong with people in this era? And, like, hipster guy number one stands up to try to tell him about it. He <laughs> can't yeah. not. He's a hipster. Right. it's gets punched out. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's a, a neat little take on that. Uh, the next backup is uh, basically like a short history of Kane. And it's Pete checking up on Kane in Houston, seeing like what he's become while right. he was gone. And kind of we get to see Kane's evolution into the uh, the new Spider. warriors. Yeah, and yeah. Scrawl Spider. So, it's a pretty cool little story. Uh, the next one is another adaptation of the past, where um, we have this kind of smart kid, and uh, he decides he's going to go out and check out some wrestling.
1: Well, yeah, he's, on one he's of his smart, off nights, like, like homeschooled, wins a lot of awards, type smart. Yeah, he's, super he's like smart. really smart, but he's a shut-in. And I don't. Yeah, for whatever reason, when he decides that he's going. He's got some free time. He's going to watch this wrestling event and. He tells his mother before he leaves he's actually going to like a a demonstration of physics or something like that. Which I guess technically is right, sort of. But yeah, his whole deal is that he's like a super smart Mm shut-in.
0: And so he winds up actually being there for the debut of Spider-Man, where he fights Crusher Krill, or not Crusher Krill, I'm sorry, Bonesaw. Yeah. Crusher Krill's the absorbing man. (laughs) Anyhow.
5: I think in the Spider-Man stars Crusher Hogan, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it probably is Crusher Hogan, yeah. I think in the movie it is. In the well, mo- in the, I think movie the movie it's Bonesaw. Bone Saw. Is it Bonesaw Yeah, in the movie? it is Crusher Hogan in this.
1: In the comic books? Yeah. Either way, though. Bonesaw played by who? Curtis Goat.
2: Randy Savage? Heck Bone. yeah. Martial Man Randy Savage.
0: Yeah. Anyhow, so this kid was the only one who evidently filmed the debut of Spider-Man, because everybody else was, like, awestruck. Right. This is an adapted
5: history. So it's updated. Yes. So, because I was wondering what he filmed it with back then.
0: Filmed it with his can. You know, his eight club. millimeter.
5: <laughs> That'd be awesome. No,
0: it's an adapted history. You know, time time moves differently in comic books. So. No. Yes. It certainly does. And so, anyways, this guy, uh, he got the first, the first video, Spider Man, and so he put it on in 1960. YouTube, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And he gets like a bazillion hits, and so of course he's like, yeah, I'm really popular. It's it's me that's a big part of this. And so, you know, the next thing is, of course, when uh, Spider-Man goes on the live demonstration on the talk show. And so of course he's lined up for that, and he's telling everybody in the crowd, like, yeah, I was the guy who shot that video. I made Spider-Man. And so he actually sees the criminal guy who will change Spider-Man's life breaking into the back of the auditorium. And he's like, hey, man, I've seen this guy breaking in. we got to tell somebody. And, of course, you know the rest of the people in the line are like, yeah, go ahead, kid. We're not going to save your spot. And so he just stays in line, and he goes in, and he sees Spider-Man do his thing. And he manages to get Spider-Man's autograph. And we kind of see Pete's whole, like, I want to be showman right? stuff here. And the kid kind of leaves with, like, this whole, yeah, I got Spider-Man's autograph. Like... I'm going to be like that. It's going to be cool. And, like, right as he's leaving, the thief is running down the street. And then the cops come pouring out of the building. And so by the time he goes home and he's got this whole notion of, like, I could be like Spider-Man, like, Pete's life is completely changing.
1: Right. Well, the main thing is when speaking, whenever he talks to Spider-Man, Spider-Man talks to him, and he realizes that you're a kid like me. You're, you're young like I am. And that's where he gets the whole, like, oh, I could be just like Spider-Man. Mm. Obviously, there's nothing magical about Spider-Man being bitten by a crazy spider. Well, you know, he didn't talk about that on the talk no. show. Oh, of course he didn't know that. Is that where they end that book, Carl? That is where they end that book. Don't you see the mask at the end?
0: Well, we do see the, the prototype mask, or the actual mask. To see. Right. Which, that story continues in Learning to Crawl, so if you I'm passed sure. up on that book... Amazing Spider-Man 1.1. Yeah,
1: you, you may be missing an important story arc. True. We'll see. It's a mini series side to the regular book. But yeah, it starts in the first issue of the Amazing. Good stuff. Uh, Curtis, you got a score for this book? Two and a half. Two and a half? Wow. It's because it's so big? Yes. All
0: right. (laughs) There is a lot of backups.
2: It's one for each pound.
1: (laughs) All right. That's a. There we go. Yeah, it's. All right. Ross?
3: I'll give it a three.
1: Good job, Ross. Mr.
5: Mike. Well, I enjoyed the whole uh, Superior run, it was a, a hell of a ride, and I just hope that um, just from what I've seen in this first issue, I hope they're not, they've, they've got plenty of material to pull from, as trashed as his life is, they have plenty of material to pull from, I just hope they don't rush over it or glaze over a lot of it, because there's a lot of good stuff there. Right. Um, it's a, it's a decent start. I just hope they don't rush through it so they can get on to the next thing. Uh, hmm. I'll give it a three and a half.
4: All
5: right. Rob?
0: Um, it's a whole lot of Spider Man. <laughs> it is a really good story. Uh, I'd give it a three and a half as well. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of going back and trying to be like, oh yeah, and this girl got bit, and this guy did this, and, you know, like, leave the past alone. You, you can really make your stories without having to do that, but
5: if they would have just had the first three stories in a fine. Okay. the rest of it came. The cane deals okay. Yeah. Other, I don't really you. I don't really care about the rest of it. I,
0: I think that they're going to make that character important. I just and actually, like his way being out there in the crowd and stuff. Like that doesn't bother me so much. It's the other person getting bit
1: and It's kind of making me upset. But we'll see. Right, um I would give it a, th- a three, also. Uh, I, I like, it. I mean, I like them better almost, and I, dance hasn't really let us down so far, so I don't think we're going to have to worry about glossing things over. But as far as, like, I, the same reason why you're, like, mad, I'm like, this is freaking awesome. The whole idea that somebody else had a bit by the spider, awesome. And that it's a chick, sweet, double awesome. You'd think by now we would have seen her
0: running around with six arms. Well, maybe she doesn't do that kind of thing. Maybe oh. she didn't get as
1: much juice in her mm-hmm. as he did. Okay. Maybe she's just awesome and hangs out.
5: Maybe she's just a devout Christian or something. I don't know.
1: Well, what difference would that make? Does she hide the arms? Maybe. But they're they, they're they're maybe
5: her. she's ashamed. They're under
1: her habit. Mm-hmm. You're making her numb? Yeah, <laughs> I guess Catholic. I don't know. Catholic there you go Catholic for a nun outfit. Gosh. Ah, you're both fired you're, <laughs> both, you're both fired yeah, no, I just, no. as far as the clash is concerned Not okay. which is the, the guy at the end I mean alright mm-hmm. you know so it, eh, I, I could take or leave that but as far as side stories are concerned it, it might be fairly interesting how is he going to decide hate Spider-Man oh wait did you watch The Amazing Spider-Man number two It'll be a spoiler for you, Rob. If you've seen that movie, then you know how he's going to hate him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Well, Pete's pretty easy to hate. That's true, man. I agree. It's so true. Not as easy as Superman, but he's close.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: I thought you hated Jelly Guy. I didn't say hate Peter Parker or Spider-Man. I was talking about the Jelly Guy. Jelly Guy? Hair gel guy.
1: Oh, from the... Yeah, man, okay. From the Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> movie, <laughs> I do hate the Green Goblin. Oh, my God, I hate him. Oh, my God. Why? Man. Okay, for, for starters, he looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. He does have a lot of forehead. Yeah, he's got a lot of forehead. And that, that part, I can I can let that go. The spiky teeth, you know, I can even be okay with that. But the dude looks like he took a whole handful of, like, hair gel that's green and then put it on by rubbing his entire face with it. And then didn't bother to wipe it off. And that's just his look. Somehow that's okay. That might might
3: be what happened when he was, like, crawling towards the thing. You know, I'm going to
1: say it's possible.
3: Thing of hair gel sitting on the floor and just face straight
1: through it. You know, if that's the case, have a little pride, man. Have a little pride. For some reason, when you were saying he took a whole
2: thing of, and I was thinking laxatives for some
1: reason,
0: (laughs) and I don't know why, I I really don't. That would make him a terrible, terrible supervillain.
2: That's how he propels himself.
0: (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's the problem. Man, like the hair gel. That's really bad news for everyone. That's true. (laughs) Hair gel just makes him a villain. But what green smoke was? That makes him a (laughs) supervillain. He's even got a costume.
4: Yeah, Uh, and a trail hmm. of
0: destruction behind him.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to Flash Annual, yep. another, number three.
2: Another tome.
1: Three. It's also a giant book. Oh my God! <laughs> it was pretty big. Who picked these things this week? Well,
0: that
3: wasn't me. Yeah, that was that wasn't me. <laughs> I, I wanted to
0: talk about. I wanted to talk about this one because this is the. Uh, it's not the first appearance of Wally West, but it's the more significant appearance of Wally West. So, anyhow, so we're going to go ahead and try to do even a briefer version of this story. Boom! Briefer. But, um, to get more of this story you have to get Flash 29, or I'm sorry, Flash 30. Well, that's where it sort of starts. Yeah. so. So, anyways, um, we start the story, we're in Century City, the city's being rebuilt after all the events of Forever Evil. And um, we're still kind of in that whole era where we're rebuilding the city. And uh, Wally's kind of walking around, or Barry's just kind of walking around, and he, uh, he happens to see this kid in an alley who's uh, spray painting something. And so of course he uses his flash powers to, like zap over and finds that the guy is spray painting a cry, an X through uh, a flash symbol. And he's like, really? This is what you do? Like, the whole city is trashed, and now you're spray painting. You're tagging a wall. What's wrong with you? And the kid's like, what's wrong with you? And, like, spray paints across his, uh, his shirt. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rude. And so he takes off. And, of course, the flash catches him and pushes him up against the wall. And he's like, what the heck's wrong with you, man? Why aren't you in school or whatever? And these other two cops show up, and they're like, oh, my God, Barry Allen's doing some police work. It's almost <laughs> like he's actually a cop. pretty funny. And so they take him in, and of course, you know Barry has his moment where he's like, oh, "People hate the Flash. Still, it sucks."
4: <laughs>
0: and so we flash back to uh, the apartment with uh, Barry and Patty, and um, basically, she, you know, he's talking about how his how his morning was so far, and she's like, "Why didn't you have your shirt on?" And he's like, "Well, I got some paint on or something." And she starts making this mention about this fruit that she really liked. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to be sneaky and take off and go get it. And so he, you know, phew, runs off with his flash powers, comes back, and he's got the uh, he's got the fruit. And he made this mention about the coffee being hot before, and he takes a drink of it now, and it's cold. And she's totally gone. She's already left the house. And when he gets to work, he's already late. And so, like...
1: Fifteen minutes late.
0: Yeah. So uh, the crime boss guy... He's like, we gotta close cases, and so he gives him this uh, this dossier on a case that he thinks is going to be open and shut, and tells him, that, you know, he needs to go get a slam dunk on this one.
4: It's
1: not about the chief. The chief, the guy, the signing cases. Yeah. Yeah, the chief wants him to get a slam. It should be an open and shut case. Just go collect evidence and then be done.
0: Uh, from there, as he's leaving, he runs across uh, Iris West, and she's there to collect her nephew. And of course, you know he's like, "Oh, how could you, po- you know, how'd your nephew get arrested? What's the deal with that?" And so we find out the whole story that evidently um, her older brother, I think it is, yeah, had the the kid, and the wife, I guess, took off, and he's not
1: he, very good father.
0: He's not a very good father, yeah. so like um, she winds up being the guardian that's looking after him, and I think he might be more connected to this version of the Reverse Flash, if I remember right. Cause wasn't he a West too?
3: You know, I don't remember at
0: all. Okay, we'll, we'll skip past that just to. I'll brush up on my memory next time. But, um, of course, it winds up being the kid that he arrested earlier um, Wallace Wall- R. West.
1: Wallace,
0: yeah. AKA Wally West, who is now a half African American uh, kid, street thug. And so, of course, Tiger. they both act like huh? <laughs> they don't really know each other. But, you know, like he can't resist being like, Oh, nice shirt, whatever your name is. And, of course, he, he doesn't want to, like, give out too much that he actually knows him. And, of course, Barry doesn't really want to be like, yeah, I arrested him earlier. Thanks for paying the bill. Right. You know? But she makes this whole thing where she's like, he doesn't really have any good men in his life to... Live up to, so he needs like a good role model of some kind to be around, and of course Barry's like, I don't know. <laughs> right? She's
1: like Barry, he could really use a father figure. Maybe you should hang out and stuff. Yeah,
0: and then of course the other part is that she, uh, she tells him that she he really hates the Flash because of the connection to the Reverse Flash and stuff, and so yeah. From there we jump 20 years into the future, where we see this future flash has like a totally robotic kind of costume with blue lighting bouncing all over the place it looks really it looks, awesome. looks pretty cool actually yeah. and he's standing in front of Wally West's grave now if you read the book before this you know that there was some time in the future where he was in a car accident and he died and the flash wasn't there to stop it and of course he was blamed by you know the commissioner for, for him not being there Anyhow, from there, we meet Iris, and in this future, she has been paralyzed. And so she's in a wheelchair, and she's basically, like, kind of giving him all this hassle about, you know, why he's there at the cemetery in the middle of the night, and, like, what, what part of him, you know, that was important for. Like, why, why it was important that he was there. And he's basically like, I, I've never got over it, you know, I was responsible for this. I want to make up for it and she's like well, you can't make up for it you don't need to you couldn't be there it's not like you know he, he was your responsibility and so he like takes the mask off and she's like oh my god you're Barry Allen
4: all He's like, this time He's like, oh my god
0: Th- that's why I feel responsible it was like he was my kid too
1: well he feels bad because it was like it was like his kid too yeah ultimately she was the one driving the car during the wreck so that's why she's paralyzed evidently and as far as the Flash responsible, it's because he just because he wasn't around. And apparently, up to this point, she didn't understand any of that nonsense. She didn't even know who he was. Yeah. So
0: yeah, he never revealed that he was the Flash to her. Also weird, but all right. But he's basically like, I have a plan, and if I if this plan works, I'm not going to come back. But it won't really matter because none of this will take place. But uh, just in case, see you later. So like, he takes off, and we get back to the present. And um, Barry's case that he's in, going through is, um, uh, he's a character I haven't seen before, but he generates s- snow by uh, by using this kind of, like, ice gun, basically. Right, his name's Mongol. Yeah.
3: Which mogul. Is mogul. Mogul. Yeah, I thought it was Mongol, too, and I was like, what yeah, the heck? Mogul. Yeah.
1: So, like, his whole thing was he's supposed to create snow out of anything, so that way he could... Snow, ski away from whatever robbery you did. Yeah. He's another, like, lackey type rogue type, but he's never been part of the rogue.
0: Yeah, they kind of throw in his backstory in the story, which is that he developed this for a year round ski thing.
5: I think. He would be considered what we would, at a, a previous employer, we would call some of the lesser employees rummies. He's a rummy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: But, um,. Yeah, the the uh, resort went out of business, and so oh, yeah. all he had was the tech, and of course a mountain of debt. And so, you know, what what do you do with it? You you go rob places. But um, makes perfect sense. He was uh, he was caught trying to get to Canada, and what we find out ultimately is that his gear was still in police lockup. So right. he couldn't. He couldn't have possibly used his gear to, to kill this guy. It could have been him that used it
3: because it was locked. Still in police lockup.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, that was a little bit in the future, too. Some of the past was when he was trying to escape, and when he was going to Canada it was after the crime syndicate hit.
1: And it's all during the same time. Yeah. This, I mean, this is this is the investigation afterwards.
3: Yeah. No, no, I know, but he was kind of giving his past, and then. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
5: So this is after Crime Syndicate. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought that was... uh, Is that over?
1: Man. It is in The Flash. It is is in The Flash. Huh. The Flash is,
0: you know, he's so fast, the (laughs) Crime Syndicate stuff's already done. He's He's, already at the end of May. He's already rebuilding (laughs) Century City. Right. And people are talking junk to him, too, while he's doing it.
1: That's what he gets. Yeah.
0: This guy's like, I can't get this wall up in a month, and Flash comes over and fixes the wall, and they're like, "Hey, fuck you, buddy." <laughs> People don't appreciate a damn thing. They, don't. No, they no. don't. Well, of course they're mad because it's like they're like, "Oh, where the hell were you, Flash?" While the city was being destroyed, they don't understand. You hang out with the Justice League. Yeah. Why are you hanging out with the Justice League? We we were all dead. How's that for an answer? Like, maybe sense to me.
5: But he's dealing again, Rummies.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah.
5: In this case, in his
0: professional life as Barry Allen, the investigator, yes. (laughs) Or for
5: and
0: Okay. So um, basically he takes this slam dunk case and has now seen that there's no way that this is a slam dunk case. Right. And so he's got to go back to the police chief and tell him that, you know, yeah, this case isn't going to be solved the way that you thought it was going to be.
3: That's a really, really Barry Allen type thing, too. For him to be given something and just told to fix it. and He he wants to know the truth about it, so he makes it a lot bigger than it actually is.
0: Yeah. So we jump back to the future, where we find that Grodd is still out and about, but he's kind of set up his own little empire in some catacomb somewhere. And he's still eating brains. In this case, he's eating the scientist Twain's brain. Which is? Which is our Professor Zoom. Edward Twain? Yeah. Yeah. Zoom or Professor Zoom. He's not the reverse flash of the current timeline, but, yeah. So he's evidently been able to harness enough of the flash's energy that he's been able to hop through time. And so in doing so, he's been killing and eating the brains of, you know, pretty enlightened individuals, but he's also been stealing the, uh, history of the planet so like he found the library of Exa- alexander and took it for himself so he's crazy monkey you eat your brain gain your knowledge the flash shows up and is basically like yeah it's time that we uh, that we end this and garages like we've never we never really in this you know either I'm gonna nearly beat you to death and you're gonna run away or you're gonna beat me to nearly to death and you're gonna run away and we're never gonna stop this and the flash is like yeah no this time it's done we're going to finish this. And he pretty much hands Grodd his stuff pretty easily. You know, and just kind of starts battling him. Um, from there, we go back to our current timeline, where Barry has to go in and turn the paperwork into the chief. And the chief's basically totally ticked that you know, he couldn't solve this one case. But the Mind other half is... Mind your business.
5: What's that? Mind your business,
4: mm. chief.
0: The other half that was... You know, you had the the head honcho guy, the commissioner, come in and basically telling them like how much of a workload they have, and he's like freaking out about how their closing numbers are going to be going through the ground, like they're never going to be this bad at closing cases, right? As as they like, they've never been this bad in this city, and basically like the chief is trying to tell him like, yeah, don't worry about that. Worry that you know the citizens actually still rely on us, so we need to be doing our job,
4: not worrying about numbers. Move on to the next. It's it's kind of
3: a similar thing where they don't really, they don't like the Flash very much, but they don't really like the police very much because the police couldn't do anything to stop.
0: Yeah, this is true. You know, like the whole city was kind of taken over. Century City was hit pretty bad during the Forever Evil stuff, so. But, um, we go from there to having a whole thing where, uh, Barry's getting back out to, to, to do his job, and we f- wind up hearing about a, a painting heist.
5: A robbery
1: in a museum.
0: Yeah, and so he uh, busts across town to try to stop them, and there's all these kind of really generic bad guys. Rummies. Yeah, there you are, rummies. And uh, they've got this, uh, this kind of sonic weapon that they are going to use against the Flash. So they were actually waiting for him when he gets in there, they try to use it on him to stop him from being able to, to move the way that he normally
1: would. Yeah, it disbalances his molecular On a molecular level, it disbalances him.
0: And so he lashes out at them and winds up uh, destroying some of the guns and saving the artwork. And uh, he winds up finding out from there that they were never there for the artwork at all. They were there to learn how these weapons would affect the flash. And once he knows that, he winds up uh, dismantling a couple of the guns and trying to figure out where they came from in the end he winds up uh having kind of this big standoff with the leader of the rummy group (laughs) from there we jump back to the future where flash and Grodd are fighting and every time Grodd thinks he's got an upper hand on him the flash just kind of finds some way around it and just kind of shows like how much more adapt the flash is than Grodd was but um, from there we jump back to uh, our regular time period, and um, Flash has got uh, the, the leader of the Rummy group like pinned against the wall, and the other guys all uh, are pulling real guns now to fire on the flash. And they basically open fire at him in front of the other in front of their lead guy. And so there's no way around it. like either the flash is going to be shot or this guy's going to be shot. And the Flash was to actually save both him and take out the rest of the criminals. And in the end, the criminal guy's like, "I don't understand. Like, we had the shot; we were going to kill you. Why would you? Why would you bother saving me?" And he's like, I, "As long as I'm here on doing this job, I'm going to make sure that nobody dies. You know, as best I can." And we jump to the future, where he's fighting Grodd, and uh, he winds up beating on him a little bit more and uh, hitting him in the ear. And he runs to the side, and Grodd's like, Oh, you know, this is the thing. You're never going to take me out. You're never going to kill me. And Barry tells him, Well, you know, when I last hit you, I put a micro-bomb in your ear. And uh, this is going to be the last time for you. And Grodd kind of tries to reach up and grab it, but he can't get his fingers in to get to the bomb. And his head blows up.
1: And he's totally monkey chow. He's done. And he also says before that, he says to him, there's one thing that you're always going to have. It's big monkey fingers. Yeah,
0: fat gorilla yeah. fingers.
1: No matter how smart you are, you're always going to have that. And so... And it will his head clean off. Like, yeah. you need a body no head. It's Yeah, it's Yeah, awesome. he's,
5: he's done. I like the sadistic streak. Right? Well,
0: <laughs> we, we find out from that whole situation that the Flash's whole deal is that he is going to try to travel back to whenever he started losing time. And uh, fix whatever the reason was. But if it didn't work, he didn't want Grodd to be unchecked. Right. He didn't want him to be unchecked so much so that he actually chose to break his own house on things and, and kill
1: this guy. Well, yeah, I understand okay. what's, what's happening with this. Is he's His end goal, at least from what the end of that story gives us, he's going back in time to kill himself. Possibly. I mean, if he kills himself, ultimately he's going to undo Grodd ever getting the, the, the speed force and undo a bunch of other stuff, grant good and bad, but in the end, if he fails at killing himself, this Grod still ought to be taken care of, so that's why he killed him, because ultimately, if he succeeds in his plan, he will undo himself having killed Grodd, but if he doesn't and he fails, then Grodd's still taken care of. I don't think he was going that far back. I
0: think he was coming back to the point where Wally first shows up.
1: Possibly. I mean, he doesn't say exactly when he's going to. And I, it makes sense to me if he's jumping to the point where he started losing time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the whole warm coffee, cold coffee thing's about. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, he's going to kill himself. That's what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think he's going back to where he's a child and to kill himself <laughs> as a child. Because if he's going to do that, that'd be easy. No worry about blowing up Grodd's headaches for fun. You'd think, <laughs> right? But, um... Are you saying he's a wily child? Is that what you're trying to say?
0: They, they have
1: a little bit more
0: about him losing time in 30. And it's just a little bit after he gets this watch from uh, from the girlfriend. And I don't know if that's really a part of it or if he just starts recognizing it because he has a watch. i will be interested to see what they're going to do with it. Um, ultimately, Wally is definitely going to be a big part of the story arc. I just don't know how other than dying in a car crash.
4: <laughs> I
3: think it's really funny because they've alluded that he was going to be the blue flash on the cover. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not the blue flash on the cover. No,
0: he certainly isn't. Because the blue flash is Flash. Yep, he's very still. Yeah, just to set up check you
5: you. Little misdirection.
0: Yeah, right. That's what that's what we like. Sort
3: of.
5: You know, I prefer
3: it that way over them
5: telling you exactly what's going to happen, before. which they normally do.
0: Yeah, yeah, they can't stop themselves. It's like, you know, they just they just can't help themselves.
5: There's very few secrets left
0: in the internet in the internet era.
5: The internet is the devil.
1: It's true. It's right, yeah. I agree. Ross, scorebook, go.
3: I'd probably give it a three and a half. It was, I mean, I was on Flash before because of Francis Manipool, and I would read Flash again because of this story without him. So.
1: Cool. That's good stuff.
3: Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed it.
1: Mike?
5: Because Gorilla Grodd was in it, I'll give it a three. <laughs> However. All this big stink about the Wally West. What, what kind of a character would you say the old Wally West? What, what do you call it? A uh, um, he's a mechanic.
0: He was kind of a dumbass.
5: Well, that's what a lot <laughs> of funny. a lot of people. Yes, he was for a lot of people. He is the Flash. Yes, yeah. And yeah he's yeah. a he's been around a long time. Yeah. He was he was actually
0: around longer than Barry Allen was. Yeah,
5: and just to change him, just to 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 stir things up, I. I yeah, I don't no. agree with that. I mean, I, especially a, an important character. Make a new character, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that, but just to change it, just I, I don't know. I read something about um, the uh, creators had something to say about it. They're, they're, I, I couldn't tell exactly what they said, but the gist of it was just did it because we could.
0: Yeah,
5: it, <sighs> just to do that, just to get a rise out of people, basically, or just. I don't. I don't mm. agree with that.
3: You know, I—that's it, what they said in their interview. But I could see that being a DC thing, where they're like, "You need to change his race just a little bit,
5: diversity for diversity." But state.
3: I think that he could still end up being the same type of character in the long run.
0: Ultimately, yeah, I think I think he could fall under the same. But he footsteps. did
5: have a specific look and a specific attitude. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, so we I mean, I, other whatever. Well,
1: different color, different attitude. It's just like the Jason Todd thing.
0: His his suit was the same, but
1: like, Kid Flash was totally different than yeah. Their. Well, personality-wise, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know. I, I guess we'll see what it winds up being with that. I, ultimately, I think we can still get the same Wally West out of it. Yeah. yeah, I would be surprised if we even
0: do it, considering that we have Kid Flash already with Bart. Depending
4: yeah.
0: on depending on how that story ended in the Titans, because I haven't finished that yet. Yeah, I guess yeah, what I'm either. trying
5: to say is just. The reasoning it just doesn't make sense to me. No. But whatever. I don't like really hair the other. But. I agree.
0: It, it does stink a little bit of, you know, Marvel's Ultimate. Like, we're going to do something different because it's Ultimate. we got to do it. This is going to be totally fresh and it's different.
4: And we're going to really. he-
5: grab some headlines, kind of like they did with the the whole Green Lantern thing. and mm. You know. But
0: I, I think ultimately, for me, I... I kind of come to the grips now that they're never going to let us have Wally West back, and I, I don't understand the whole connection to people with Barry Allen. I never, I didn't understand it before the New Fifty Two, but I like the Flash, and um, I mean, ultimately, if if this Wally West was to follow in the footsteps and eventually become the Flash, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me at all. I'd be mm. completely okay, with
5: but well, to have the old Wally West brought into this new universe would not have been a little more exciting.
0: I, I would have been happier with that, yeah. I, for, I, I mean, would for have a lot of people,
5: but I don't see how they could have done that, too. Well,
0: yeah. it's this this was the one thing that caught in my brain, and I haven't been able to let it go, unfortunately. But the new Fifty Two, right, supposed to be made from Barry Allen trying to fix the timeline. With pieces of Stormwatch and pieces of... Or not Stormwatch, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Stormwatch universe, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, pieces of... Where'd I go? The... God. The Flashpoint universe, right? You'd think, out of everybody's history, he would get his own right. Right? (laughs) Like, if he's going to have to set all the framework... Well, I don't think To rebuild the universe...
3: I don't think it was, like, a logical decision. It yeah. It was like mm-hmm. uh, I've gotta go do this really quick and that was just the repercussions of it. Was. Yeah, I
1: guess it's possible. I'll give you random select of the choices. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's what I go with. Random select. It just seemed odd to me. It's like
0: you'd think you'd get that one right. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, right is only a perception, Rob. Nah, so true. Rob, scorebook go. Um I enjoyed it. I'm gonna give it a three.
1: Alright? Three point five actually. Yeah. I give it a three also. Um, I do like the cool blue costume. I have the idea the only way to save the future is to kill myself. In my head, I think it's a funny. It's a, not funny. I think it's a, an interesting plot twist.
5: I like the brutality.
1: Uh, the Grodd thing yeah. is freaking awesome. And pops Brett, that monkey's head off. Brett Bruce. Not that I like killing monkeys. I'm just saying. <laughs> he pops the head off.
5: And Brett Bruce can draw Gorilla Grodd really well. Heck yeah, man. And I really don't want Grodd to be gone. No. I, I like you know, I'm not
1: saying that we want to be dead forever. I mean, I also think that the best line in the whole book is the. In the hand. Best line from the entire movie, Planet Terror, is eat your brain to gain your knowledge. That's what Grodd's doing, so I'm like, it's awesome. Eat your brains to gain your knowledge. Well, that
5: and the fact that no matter how smart you, you are, still...
1: big gorilla fingers. Yeah. fat gorilla fingers. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Good luck getting that bomb out of your head. Right? Pop. Oh, take that, Grodd. Uh, Curtis, scorebook? Uh. Three. Right. Sounds good to me. Blue flash is awesome. Blue flash is awesome.
5: Ross. What? The That's I already scored it. Okay, just it's checking.
1: It's <laughs> already happened. So it's a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's good job. It's good job. Uh you guys want to move on to you wanna do nail biter? Or you wanna do some space adventure? Nailbiter. The no it yeah, it is. Dun dun from Image Comics. It is. I guess we could probably do give people some credit, huh? No?
0: Stories by Joshua Williamson, and art by Mike
1: Henderson. Joshua Williamson is he the same one that was writing? Uh, dang, what was the one with the aliens? Zeno Zeno Hawks Zeno, shoot. No. Is that same guy?
2: I think he's writing Ghosted.
1: Ghosted, okay.
2: And Captain the air one. Airplane guy. Captain, Captain Midnight. Midnight?
1: I think he's right that. Oh, okay. Okay, so different Josh. That's probably where you remember the me. name from. Was it Williams? Is that what you tell me? What did you just say? <laughs> yes. Joshua Williamson. Williamson. Huh.
4: Williamson.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it might be the same guy. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh moving moving on. All right. Uh, the story begins in Riverside, California. Let I mean, me give you a bit of the cover first. The, it's oh. crazy.
0: Yeah, it is a crazy cover. Uh, we crazy. have We have a character that will eventually be named the Nail Biter, and he's chewing on his own fingers. He's chewed his fingers down to the bone.
2: We can't tell if that's really his
0: hand. Well, that's true. whose hand it is. It looks to me like that's his hand. It does
1: look like his. It's reminiscent of a book called Colder, because yeah. Colder was a really twisted cover too. See, uh, I
5: don't think that quite catches up to Colder.
1: Man, the Colder's but. still bad, they're both, Colder's, yeah, they're both really Colder bad. Colder was really
0: creepy,
5: yeah. It's reminiscent of that cover.
1: Mm.
0: I can see where that would be. But uh, okay, the story opens up in Riverside, California, we see kind of this uh, squat one-level house and the police are all kind of moving up on the, the door frame. And they talk about it wanting to take him alive. They went up kicking in the door, and this whole SWAT unit comes piling into the room. And there's our guy. Um, From the Edward Charles Warren, the nail biter. And he's got a whole living room full of like, he's got some skeletons and some people that are just dragging up against the wall with their throats ripped open. And he's like chewing on this guy's hand.
1: So, he's basically like, oh, I wasn't expecting company. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny for everybody to eat. I have enough for everyone. And this,
0: this threw me off for a little while. So, the bonus is, of course, you, you know, you'll get this earlier. They called him the Buckaroo Butchers. He's evidently, I think he's number five, but they have in here in his file is number 16. But evidently, the Buckaroo area is a place in Oregon.
1: Yeah, we come across that in just a second, where they kind of it's iron Carson? that out. No, I think it's Iowa. I think <laughs> it's, it's. So I played some place. It's in Iowa. a state. It's Oregon. Yeah. Oregon? It's Oregon.
0: It's Oregon.
1: Oregon. It's Buckaroo, Oregon, I believe.
0: Okay. But evidently, there's a there's yep. a lot of them.
1: The serial killers, yes, in in that place. And his
2: backstory is he kidnaps. People that bite their nails yep. and waits for them to grow back, and then he'll bite their nails for them, down to the down to the bone, down to the bone, and then kill them.
1: Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah.
0: What's wrong with this dude?
1: I don't know. It's creepy as heck, though.
0: He's profoundly broken in some way, but who knows how? Right. But um, our our next uh, story opens up uh, three years later. In San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Where'd Wish you get that? Now. Where'd you get that chili from? California. Oh, sorry. Some kind of. This stuff's made in New
2: York City. New York City. City, New New York York City. City. Ooh, you get a chance
5: to go to San Antonio, go to Mad Dogs, have some Scottish eggs.
2: Hmm. No, they're those awesome. are
5: terrible. They're great. Terrible. Mad Dogs. They're great. Okay. Evidently, they make Trust
0: great Scottish me. eggs. They do. It is hot as hell down there, though,
5: (laughs) in San Antonio. And and Bud likes to taste better there. (laughs) There you go. It's at a different level. Mm. Well, they do have the state seal on their bottles.
4: Right.
0: They're proud. But either way, um, the scene settles on this African-American guy, and he's got his Beretta to his forehead, and he's, like, working up the the courage, I guess, to kill himself. Derrick Waltrip
5: gave us instructions on how to get to the hotel. You stop
0: it, and then the phone rings, and it stops him. And he's basically like, "Man, I almost, I almost did it this time." (laughs) But he answers the phone, and it winds up being uh, one of the characters that we saw earlier on with the SWAT unit. And he's basically telling him he's got to get himself out to Oregon. That they found. um,
5: He's figured it out. out. He's
0: figured it out. He's evidently been investigating something, and this black guy here is, uh, like his colleague on it, and uh, we kind of see from where he's at, he's in some old cemetery, and he's trying to convince the guy to come down there, and that this will give him some kind of closure or something. In the end, he winds up convincing him to come down to San Antonio, and, uh, or not San Antonio, I'm sorry. Buckaroo. Yes, Buckaroo, Oregon. And uh, when he gets there of course it's like pouring rain. And uh he has this address to go to. And it's some kind of a some kind of like an old some kind of like old shop called the Murder Mansion. No. The Murder Store. I think it is Murder Store. yeah. I guess I have to expect the head is in
5: Captain Spalding to come walking yeah. out of there.
0: Out of the Murder Store? Yeah. Hmm. Knock knock. But Those uh. tiny we get some flashbacks to him in the police precinct, where he evidently beat a guy, probably half to death, if not to death, in an interrogation room. And that's the reason he was going to kill himself. It's quite possible. He, yeah. was in, he was
5: in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's he's kind of lost. It. He's he's got a little bit of Luther in him. Well, I'm thinking.
5: No, but, dude. Yeah, a little bit. He's not nearly as classy as Luther. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, we'll see. We don't know. Time will tell. We don't know that Time yet. Know that
0: yet. But uh. He winds up having this uh, kind of punk rock girl who comes over and is talking to him a little bit and she's like wondering who, wh- what he is in town, is he a reporter or is he a, I don't know, that
1: was the cop later. Does that, no, those are the only two yeah. that come around here. There you yeah. go. She's like, she, she asks him which one, it's raining and she, him and her are the, the few people outside and she basically asks him if he's a cop or if he's a reporter because they're the only people that come to this town. and yeah. Hmm?
0: And I guess there, there was a little thing I missed there beforehand, which is that he's like nervously kind of chewing on his fingernails when she comes walking up, and she's like, "You don't, you shouldn't do that in Buckaroo."
2: Yeah, make people nervous.
0: Yeah. And uh, like halfway through their conversation, this bee lands on the back of his neck and tries to sting him. It
4: does, mm-hmm. yeah, it stings out. And
0: he like uh, slaps the bee, and he's like, "What the heck's going on? How's there a bee out in this rain?" And we find out there's evidently like a honey farm somewhere nearby there. And so she's like, ah, it's starting to slow down on the rain, so she like puts away her umbrella. And he decides from there to go check out the murder store with its killer deals. as he comes in there, he's like wandering around, and there's nobody in there. And he finds this kind of crazy mask kind of sitting by the counter. And this guy like grabs his shoulder from behind. Like, gets up real close to him. is like, how are you? Like, he's all groping on him you know, and stuff. It's weird. That
5: would be if they really had a place like that. Mm-hmm. A murder like, store? That would make. That's how messed up people are. Mm-hmm.
0: It's possible. Um, basically, they have a little bit of dialogue, and we find out that the store is basically all about capitalizing on the craziness from all the buckaroo butchers. Celer- serial killers? Yeah, mm-hmm. serial killers stuff.
1: selling serial killer memorabilia.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wants to try to get a... Uh, Right. He talks about that a little bit later on, but um, more importantly than all of that is that his cup is drawn up to be like Master Shake.
1: <laughs> I like how that's the part you noticed. Yep. I, I do not
0: even notice
4: How
0: that. did you not notice that? <laughs> it's totally Master Shake. <laughs> oh, it is. I'll be darned. And it's not even just one panel. It's like that the whole book. Huh. Every time we see that.
1: <laughs> I like how that's the part you got. Yeah. Uh, of all that. Well, he, so he catches sure he, all the weird stuff.
5: You got that's it. true. <laughs> I'll give you that. Somebody I would never... F-
1: I'm pretty positive that the dude that, that's in jail that he beats up is the, the bu- nail biter. Oh, that was possible. And that uh, nail biter might have got a hold of him and bit onto his fingers a little bit. And then he snapped and started beating him up. I'm pretty sure that's what happened there.
2: I don't think he bit his fingers. I think he just started punching him. He just started him?
4: Yeah.
0: It's it's Fair hard enough. to say. I don't know if we. Well, I guess we'll I guess we'll see if we go. But um, the boy. the mask that he's checking out evidently awesome. belongs to the book burner.
1: Right, which is another one of the the Buckaroo Bonds. That so was I mean, the first, right? Well, not the
5: first one. Yeah, that
1: was back in I the seventies. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be the first one. Then the uh, the guy tells him the backstory to the mask, and when the boy was young, he was in school and was picked on, and never learned to read right, yeah. and so uh, he decided to burn libraries with people in them.
0: Yep, started burning um, mm. libraries in Washington and Ohio with the people trapped inside. And then eventually he started tracking down authors of books right. that were coming out around the time that he was growing up and killing them. But he had this evidently this crazy mask that looked like he had gnashing teeth and stuff that he would wear. And so this is a recreation of that mask that the guy's got to stop. And he's like, yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? He had like a leather face mask.
5: And he ought to know what it looks like, right? Mm.
1: Well, it turns out that he's the... That was like his uncle or grandfather his or His yeah, yeah. grandfather.
5: Yeah. He's got more than a little
0: bit of relation to it. And so he's like trying to say that he's using this to like make a better...
1: Reclaim the family name.
0: Yeah, and make some kind of positive out of all the negative for that. And he wants to try to get a, a horror convention set up in the town. Called the
5: what convention? The, horror. horror. Oh, called the Killer Con. Oh, I thought oh, yeah. so. Okay.
2: Not
0: yeah. that kind of. No. no, he's not a he's I not a street level see. pimp. Okay.
5: Okay. You see this guy? He, I don't think he could. You know what the interesting thing about this book was the huh. lack of Ronnie. So. <laughs> oh, there. The lack of? You missed it. I did. <laughs> okay. I'll explain later.
0: I don't know. They might it's be coming totally up here in works. just a minute. So, because just outside the uh, shop, the uh, the punk girl. Is
1: evidently waiting on a bus or something. So she's just hanging out at the store. I'm pretty sure they're both at the bus stop when the rain's coming down. Mm. And the, right across the street from the bus shop is where the murder store is. Mm. So the bus station dropped him off there because he flew in and there was a bus there. I mean, he maybe rented a car. He was supposed to meet the other guy at the bus station. But that's where she was. Whether she's waiting for a bus or not, who knows. Mm. But she's just still out there either way. So these two uh, jack
0: guys in leather jackets come walking up and start... Of being like, oh, hey, I know what you want. You want to be with me, right? And start kind of, like, making advances on her or whatever.
1: Telling her she's going to be the next murderer. Yeah, she's She's going to be the next. She's going to be the next murderer.
0: Yeah. And so he, like, grabs her ass, basically. And so she, uh, she knees him in the grind, And, like, the next one attacks. And so she scratches his face. And, like, the cop guy, like, winds up busting outside to go deal with it. Like he separates them and she's kind of like, whatever, I don't need this. Well, he, he whoops the kids a little bit too. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, the guy who got punched in the groin or kicked in the groin kind of gets up and he's like, you need to get out of here. And he's like, there's two things in life that I don't do one, beat on women. And two, how old are you? And the guy's like, 21? He's like, no, you're not. He's like, 18. Like number two, I don't kid, I don't hit kids. <laughs> and so he starts just beating on the guy because he's over eighteen, so he's not a kid anymore. kid.
4: Yeah, that was
1: pretty awesome. They qualified at first.
0: Yeah. And uh, evidently the kids connected because he's basically like, "You're dead. You don't know who my dad is." He's like, "I don't care who your dad is."
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the police show up, and they kind of hold him down with the gun. And the, when you say police, is one lady. Yeah. Deputy type. Yeah, okay. The deputy, deputy shows up. And basically we get the the story that, you know, they were forcing themselves on her and she fought back against them. And she's like, I want to write it up in my report that she was kicking your ass and this guy saved you.
1: <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> that's what my report's going to be.
0: Getting like, a bit oh, of I could see that actually happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. And so she sends them away. And uh, she and the uh, the black guy kind of get to talking about who they are, that they're both police officers, and that he was down there to meet his friend. And evidently she had become pretty well acquainted with him. They had coffee like every morning for friend, yeah. Carol. Yeah. That's his name, I believe. Yeah. All, all the time he's been down there. And uh, so she started noticing when he didn't show nice up. Last uh, name. So they go to wherever he was staying, I, I assume a hotel room. What it looks like. And they find, like, he's got all of his, like, murder board stuff all over the walls. Um, and, like, our our detective guy here is talking about how, you know, he can never leave a puzzle alone. And so he's always just been working on it, and he thought he had found some kind of missing piece. But you can't really figure anything out from
1: all the stuff that's on the walls. Well, you can see everything's wrecked, too.
4: I mean, no, he's just missing, right? Over. Yeah.
1: The friend, he can't, he can't find his friend. Uh, the room's trashed. Not just from him being dirty or whatever, but, like, the murder wall is all over the wall, but everything else is smashed up in the room, like the lamp's turned over. And Anyway, she's, she's, she says something about him missing for the past couple of days, and he uh, that's when he tells, tells her, well, he called me. He told me to get down here because he found something. And she's like, well, you know what? And he's like, eh, 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 I don't know.
5: Well, he said that he would be there the following morning.
1: Right. So that's like so the next he disappeared day.
5: pretty quick then I guess. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say within 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 the hour of him talking to him on the phone. It's possible. Yeah. Which also something weird when he's in that graveyard and he's talking on the phone to him and he tells him that I found I found a piece of the puzzle. There's a statue in the that looks like it's looking at him. It's freaking weird. I I'm sure it's just the way session? it's drawn. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. Yeah, and it, was, it it's is a there. weird cut panel. Anyway, that's just something
0: weird. Well, his his theory was that there was uh, there's something about Buckaroo that makes these these crazies come from there, right? Because so there's so many. Is
5: it a coincidence? Is there something about the place that just well, yeah. breeds, breeds cars, this kind of person? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, so what we find out from there is that um, our guy from the cover here, the Nailbiter, he didn't go to jail. He got off on a on a technicality, he couldn't be convicted. And so he just moved right back to town when living in the old family state and he's just been up there ever since. In fact, actually, somebody even gave him a book, a bunch of money to, to write a book about uh, his... Exploits. Exploits as, as, uh, as a criminal. And so they're like, well, we're gonna go see you know, what's going on with him. And like, evidently there's a policeman that's always out there watching for protection for him.
5: You keep them inside,
0: yeah. And they come up the door, and they really knock on a it.
5: strangelandish
0: yeah. yeah. And we see, like, you know, stuff boiling in pots, what looks like a human bone boiling in a pot. And, like, by the time he comes to the door, uh, he's like, oh, I would not respect you guys, but there's enough for everybody. And he's, like, standing there with a bloody butcher knife and blood on his apron. Like he said at and the beginning.
2: Biting his and nail. Biting his
0: nail. nail. And it looks like there's a human heart on the table behind us.
1: There's another flash in there when they're driving out. There's somebody standing out in the field, yeah, wearing the he murder mask. He thinks there is. Well, it looks like we see it too, but is it just us and him seeing it, or is it really there? Yeah, because it's it's gone when he looks back. Yeah. So It's one of those Jeepers, jump good Creepers. Get you. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm pretty sure whatever it is is there, but ultimately I'm pretty sure the reason why Nail Biter's in the house and why he didn't get arrested or why he didn't go to prison is because, because get roughed up Did by Did you say comp.
5: nail biters in the house?
4: <sighs> what, what? Where's <Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> the root? Ross is back there. He's like, ha ha, doing the party dance. I don't even know what, you, why do you call that move? Where'd you go? It's like a mix between the Harlem Shuffle and that, what's that thing MC Hammer does? With the yeah, pants? Yeah. <laughs>
4: yes.
1: Hammer dance. The hammer dance. Still doing it. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why he's why he's not, why he didn't get convicted is because of the assault in the precinct. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what the deal is. And so the reason our guy feels so bad is because, huh, he basically let this murderer get away with it by beating the hell out of him. And I'm pretty sure that's where all of his sorrow comes from in the first place. Yeah, that's quite possible.
0: I couldn't quite make out who it was. They so were pretty roughed
1: up in the picture. <laughs> They're pretty roughed up, but his hands are at the part that's bloody. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Anyway, uh, Mr. Mike, Book go
5: you know i actually I've really enjoyed it that's a that's an interesting premise the art was pretty cool uh, this dude is twisted right so it might be interesting to see where this goes um, looks like he this isn't this is an ongoing right
1: uh, at this point yes I don't know how it could stay that way but
5: he could well by the appearance of the first issue he could probably take this as far as he wants <laughs> probably Um I, I
1: think it was
5: three and a half. Yeah. No. I, I guess we have thirteen buckaroos
0: still that we can talk about, and we more coming Supposedly,
1: it's possible. Is there only thirteen? I thought there were sixteen. 16. Oh,
0: sixteen, but we learn about the book burner and we learn about the nail biter in this story. Oh right, right. That's why okay. so I guess there's fourteen left that we could still find out about. Right. Okay. Rob, scorebook. Uh, I was kind of expecting something else, so give it like a two point five, but. It was it was a good book. I
1: really enjoyed it. So
4: yeah,
1: um, I give it a three and a half. Also, like it's I like murder mystery, like espionage, secret, blah blah.
5: Scooby Doo mysteries. You're the kind life. of person that would enjoy going to the murder store.
4: <laughs>
1: no, not really. I don't necessarily. I'm not a fan <laughs> of serial killers. I wouldn't mind looking at it. I probably wouldn't buy anything there. So I'd be like one of the, yeah. I'd be like people I hate, pretty much. Because I like to look at all the. the Stuff and I wouldn't really buy. Any, they have to
5: say that this particular creepy, book, uh, all the new Image number ones coming out. This one does kind of kind of stand out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I, I as far as like stories are concerned, like the whole connection to him and the nail biter and this, all these serial killers come from the same place and you now his friend's missing. It's like I don't know. be an awesome show. Awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll see
5: what Luther does. We'll see what Luther does. Curtis, score.
1: Well, I
2: normally don't like these kind of books, but on a whim, I decided, "Hey, let's check this out." Right. I'm glad I did because it's there's a lot to it. So many stories that could be told right now. I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Miss Ross. It looked really, really crazy. I give
3: it a three, just on that alone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, nothing else. I mean, we've got the punk rock girl and like the way. She obviously can hand herself in town, so like I'm sure she'll come back to in in the story. And like everybody seems to be like dirty because whatever the the two jock guys, the fathers obviously, however the sons connected is you know I guess you dirty. could call them
5: Rommies.
1: Yeah, that's what I
4: was <laughs> saying. All
1: right. You and your man. All right. Uh, for, so oh, if you get a chance, what? for some
2: reason, have you ever seen a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown? Huh. It's got. A, it's like a slasher flick. It reminded me of this with that mask.
5: Whoa. Is it? Is it like a B-movie? or? Is no, it's. It? it was made in the 70s. Is this like your Mandroid show? No,
2: that one's badass. This one's
5: okay. <laughs> this one's actually a slasher flick. Because when like you start recommending movies, I kind of, you know... Well,
2: no, this one's good. No offense. This one's good. <laughs> Mandroid's just badass. It's not as good as... What is it
5: called again? Mandroid? No, the
2: other one. The Man, Town That Dreaded uh, Sundown? How old is it? From the 70s. Huh.
5: Yeah. Sweet.
2: It just reminded me of that with the mask,
5: right? It's pretty cool looking.
1: So, all right, um, good stuff. Let's. Uh, you want to do? God, man. So we got Cyclops, and then we got Future's End.
5: Let's let's do so. Let's save Future's End for last. Because it's the end. Yep. Dun
1: dun
4: dun.
1: Let's make Ross wait. I'm not
5: going anywhere anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you are Sunday.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So Cyclops number one. Cyclops <laughs> number one.
0: Uh, we open with a really cool splash page, really. But um, it's kind of a heavy dose of
5: Cyclops' past, I guess. Why don't you uh, tell us yeah. who's writing this? Oh. Greg Rucker? That's a big deal. Yeah, Greg Rucker. I never thought he'd come back.
1: Why? Well, we he was a little super angry. mad at the of the Punisher. Um, he's like, I'm out! And Marvel's like, hey, Mickey Mouse has money. Um,
2: and Russell Dodderman's drawing it. Which I can't remember what he's done in the past. Yeah, but it's good. It's awesome. uh, Yeah, he's
4: it's awesome.
1: Really it's true, it's true. Anyway, so yeah, first page is basically a wrap-up of Cyclops' past. And there we go. That's from being a child, thing. and then yeah. the supposed plane crash turns out to be a space abduction, and uh, then becoming an X-Men, and living with Professor X, and now coming time travel into the future, and currently where we're at, and go.
0: There was actually one more thing I gotta do
1: before that. You I'm sorry. Son of
0: a- I, I didn't realize that they were all considered space in this book. So it's space writer, Rucka, space artist, Russell Dillman. All of them get space added in front of their names. And why wouldn't they? That's right. Books primarily in space, so yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: Hmm? So um, the other heavy dose that we get is his connection with Gene. Right. And
1: how it may be there, may not be there.
0: Yeah, like, for him, it's still really a big thing. Like, he doesn't even know... Like, he feels like he's been in love with her before he met her.
5: Yeah, but they didn't. he didn't overdo it. No, no they do a good job of it. didn't twilight the hell out of it. Well, that's true. No, I mean, it's tough to... Like, some of these stories tend to, you know... It's tough to get that bad. I mean, really. It's tough. He could have taken it down that road real easy. Yeah, that's true. And turn him into a whiny little...
1: We is a sixteen-year-old boy.
0: Because so, yeah. normally
5: Cyclops is a whiny type.
0: Yeah. that's the thing. Like sometimes you bring your own baggage in. So <laughs> <laughs> same. Either way, though, um, it's basically he's he's seen the man that he's going to be, and he doesn't like it, and so he's not sure where he should be in his life. Anyhow, so we open up, and Cyclops and Pharaoh are floating around out in space. Hepsiba.
2: Hepzibah. Hepzibah?
0: Hepzibah. Sorry. The, uh...
3: Hepzibah?
5: You can call her Z for sure. Hepzibah! <laughs> he Hep-Z? <You laughs> did! Hep-Z. hep Hep. That's what he called her. Yeah, kinda called of course. I kind of thought, have. I noticed that. That was a little, I don't know if he meant just let that slip or if he be, meant uh, to do it. I
4: don't
0: think it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so um, <laughs> evidently they've developed a special helmet for Cyclops where it's attuned to the same frequency that his optic lens is. Right. So he can actually use his optic beam out in space. And so Hapsula was kind of teaching him how to work in zero-g. And uh, they came up with this idea that um, that he could use his force beam to help like,
1: propel them out in space. Well, yeah, the helm was basically designed so he could shoot through where the glass dome would be. And it- obviously his his being blast makes him move through space. So she's basically teaching him how to try to use that and fly in space is what's going on. And he's pretty much like, yeah, space is awesome and then he winds
0: up crashing into the hull of the ship. And he's like, Yeah, running into things in space hurts
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And he's kinda he's confronted with the same thing that everybody is, you know, like one minute you're like, Yeah, I feel awesome and then you do something stupid and you're like, Oh, my whole life is horrible because, you know, he's a kid, and he's, he's figuring out who he's supposed to be, you know. And he's coming to grips with the idea that, of course, Harris is alive, that he has a father, which is something that old Cyclops barely had, and our Cyclops never had. He's been, at this point, raised in foster care almost all of his life. Right. And so...
1: Or the, or the X Institute.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a big thing for him. And uh, the other thing we know is that he's... He's trying to write to Gene, and he's basically trying to be like, I want you to be happy, but at the same time, he's like, I want you to be happy with me, really. Um, so from there, we kind of flash over to Corsair, who's being checked out by the ship's medical, which is basically like a flying dragonfly. It's
1: awesome. Space bug. Yeah.
0: yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, he keeps I, telling him to take his medicine.
0: Yeah, I don't know where Corsair came back from. So, I assume that they're still trying to figure that out themselves, but we'll see. But we see pretty quickly that um, Heb and uh, Corsair have a pretty romantic relationship, and that's another thing that Cyclops is kind of having to, like, come to terms with, is, like, the new girlfriend, as well. Slash
1: stepmom, sort of. Sort of. And she's an alien. Yeah. Awesome. With a tail. Double awesome.
2: I think it was weird that her spacesuit encompassed her tail. Yeah, it was weird. It was like a metal
1: Yeah. It was...
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was
4: weird. But her
0: tail can't be out in space, that'd be it freeze.
1: Is that how it works in space? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, space yes. space is cold. Uh, okay. Space is really cold.
2: That's what T V tells us. Okay. The atmosphere holds in
3: heat.
0: <laughs> Thus Science. No heat in space.
1: <laughs> Alright, good point.
0: Evidently space also messes with time. Apparently, yeah.
1: Anyhow, the doesn't hold in time. Wait, <laughs> I, maybe. I was expecting another science quote, but that didn't come. There,
0: it. it's possible the gravitation of the planet controls time. The yes.
1: rotation of the planet controls time. Is that possible? So, without rotation of the planet, there'd be no time. Moving? Superman said so.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. There you go. Anyways, <laughs>
0: how can you fight that logic? Oh. Ah. Uh, All right. This... So, Cyclops goes back to trying to like write his letter and uh, Choud, Choud, <laughs> Choud. Yeah. Yeah, Choud's uh, little pet thing comes in and he's kind of just like, you know, talking to it and he's like, oh man, you know, if you could just tell me the meaning of like how to, how to find love and how that works and it like speaks this little crazy language or whatever and Choud comes walking in and he's basically like, oh, I wouldn't take his advice. He's a pretty wily one. He doesn't
1: say anything. He gets to keep petting him.
4: Yeah.
0: And so it like, runs up him and gets on his shoulder, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't really talking to it, because I don't understand it at all. <laughs> and Chad's like, yeah, no, neither do I.
1: Awesome. But I just, I just make it up. Like a really little Chewbacca. It's kind of like a cat. Chewbacca,
0: and like they Yeah, a little bit. That's what I would go with. So they have a little Chewbacca. conversation about stuff. And then uh, the distress alarm comes off, and, like, Chad's like, oh, we got to get to battle stations, and so, like, he and Cyclops run to the deck, and Cyclops basically going, like, this is so weird that I just do this. And it's, like, battle stations, and I'm running to go fight. This seems like a, such a strange situation
1: for my life to n- be in. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm running like I know what's going on.
0: Yep. And uh, the ship's being attacked by a group of Bardoon spaceships. Bardoon mm-hmm. spaceships. Just the one, I think. Bardoon and so uh they kind of have a little space battle there for a minute their shields weren't quite working out but uh they wound up getting the upper hand and take out the Badoon ship they managed to knock out its engine core for a little while right and so then they're like talking about who's going to go down and of course uh Raza is like yeah i haven't my blade hasn't tasted blood in so long i have to go well, like um uh, of course there's kind of like, makes the choice it's going to be him and Hazaba and Cyclops. Right. So they can kind of have, like, a father-son sort of mission-y thing. When they get out there and they board the ship, they have Cyclops, like, blow a hole in it. with mm-hmm.
1: his force vision. You know, it's his optic beam. There we go. Right. They do a pretty cool thing where he tells tells he tell, tell Cyclops we can't go through the door because that's what they're expecting. Never do what they're expecting. Always mm-hmm. be a pirate. And that's where you blast the giant hole in the side of the in the side of the ship because inside the Badoon is sitting there waiting to shoot people coming through the airlock. Like just waiting. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Think yeah. like a pirate. Yeah, that was great.
0: And so they want to take in the, the Bardoon's prisoners and they are like kinda of checking out the ship and they're like, ah, eh, it's in pretty good shape actually. And so they repair the spot that uh, Cyclops destroyed. And you kinda of see Cyclops over here, like messing with the sword. And uh they kind of have this talk about whether why why a sword is important in space. This basically like it seems like it shouldn't be something you use, but uh, most space suits are evidently are, are laser proof. But the sword can rip a suit and right. still do some damage.
1: Well, he's Yeah, he's basically explaining to most of these groups out in space, they have things to deflect or resist lasers, which I thought was a pretty cool idea actually. But a sword can puncture a suit, and that takes away the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. What does the atmosphere hold, Ross? Heat. Heat. And air. And oxygen. If you breathe air. If you breathe water or something, I'm sure it holds water.
3: Yeah, the atmosphere pretty much holds everything.
1: All right. Yeah. Swords are dangerous for spacesuits. Yep. Yeah. I'm just saying, don't carry yours with you if you're going to be by yourself, because it's dangerous. In space. Did, in space. In space.
0: We didn't really talk about this either, but Corsair is also kind of like, I don't know, how to be a dad.
1: Yeah, he said that a little earlier.
0: And it's going to be the most backwards thing for Corsair, really, because Corsair lost him as a kid, found him as an adult, hung out with him for a while, then died, came back to life, and now he has him as a teenager.
2: Awesome. He's never had to be a dad. He's always been a pirate. Yeah, pretty much. So he's never had to care for anybody besides Hepzibah, but she could take care of herself.
0: Which which she did with Warpath. So,
5: <clears throat> yeah, I'd say Hep can take care of herself.
4: Mhm.
0: Well, she's a fun character. I like I like how she is written in this. I actually was really tired of hearing her in other stories, but I like
5: her in she this was, one. She was pretty cool back in the older X Men stories. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and she drove me nuts.
5: Like the like uh, like back to the, the the whole brood thing when that started.
2: Mhm. She was also an X Factor, wasn't she? For a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. With Wild Child or, no Rain? Right, yeah.
0: But, um... Yeah. They basically decide that they're going to meet up with the rest of the Starjammers, and they're going to go ahead and take the Spadoon ship and, like, go explore, like, six or seven different little, like, space oddities and kind of have, like, a father-son thing. And that's really, like, the kickoff for this story. That's pretty cool. And Cyclops
2: tells Dad, I don't know how to be... I don't know what it's like to be 16, right. something like that, and of course there's like not, he nobody He knows said he that. wasn't very good at it. Oh yeah, yeah. and then of course there's like nobody was very good at being 16.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, pretty So pretty awesome.
2: there's that first father-son moment in the book yeah. it
0: seems. Yeah, he's like, that's okay, I'm pretty sure I stink at being 16, and he's like, hey Scott, I'll tell you a secret, everybody stinks at being 16.
4: Nah, a only, pirate.
1: I don't think he sounds like that when he talks, but <laughs> sounds like I that to Is he. that yeah. the parrot on his shoulder? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <A pirate? laughs>
1: well, i Chris. the only thing he's missing is the space. This is the space uh, pirate or the space parrot
4: space and pirate. an eye patch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but but
2: has got that with the little talking. No, that's yeah. true. The little little talking
1: and thing. Razor has the eye patch. So technically, you mix them all robot to one face. guy, you'd be a perfect pirate. And you'd have a robot arm. No pig leg. There's Scott there. can shoot that off later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> work in progress. We cauterize a wound. Yeah,
2: good stuff. I did notice that Scott didn't have to press the side of his visor. Right. Mm.
0: They probably went with the old, um, he's got a trigger in his glove explanation oh, right. for that. Yeah. They don't say anything about it, but that's my guess.
2: Or maybe he doesn't have to anymore since it's the future now and people
1: have the past. Or yeah. Better.
0: They have better stuff now. I'm going yeah. with the
1: button and the glove. Okay.
0: I like that explanation better, but it's usually you know, that's just because I don't want to say sloppy writing. <laughs>
1: <sighs> Scorebook Steve Goh. Uh, three and a half. Because it was awesome Space Adventures. And Corsair is awesome. Yeah, so the know. whole sword thing is great. And like the talking to the little, the little, the little cat thing. Awesome! I don't understand, but neither do I, I know he understands that thing. <laughs> Freaking great! And how I feel like Chewbacca always is. No one understands what Chewbacca says. Pretending, keep going. Three and a half. Rob, scorebook, go.
0: I also go three and a half. I. This might make me actually really like the Starjammers, but I'm a big fan of Cyclops, anyways, and so I actually really like the story so far. So.
1: Gards?
2: I don't like Cyclops. Or what he became, so this is kind of like a fresh start with the younger Cyclops. I think it's stupid that they're still in this continuity, but uh, I like Corsair and his mustache, (laughs) so I'll give it a three and a half.
1: they are a pretty
0: impressive mustache.
2: I I like the Star Jammers, that's one big deal.
0: The power of his mustache.
2: It is. Him and and, uh, Guy Gardner can get together now. (laughs)
1: That's true.
2: Space pirated it
1: up. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, that be, be a. They got the summer. same kind of
2: attitude too. It seems. Yeah. So. Ross. Well. Pickles.
3: I, I'm not a big fan of Cyclops either, Aww. but I do like space, and
0: so
2: I'd give it a three. I like Atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give Atmosphere a five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I? As I would we agree. all should. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yay, Atmosphere!
4: <laughs> all right,
1: uh, Mike.
5: Well, like I said earlier, this is the Denny Green book. It is what we thought it would be. Well, I guess.
2: Did you really think it was going to be this way? Yeah. I think I it's better hoping than I was what hoping. I thought.
5: I was hoping, yeah. Space Pirates, Corsair, always liked him. Star characters. Star Jammer cool characters. Right. Three and a half, the art's solid. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. oh, art's, yeah, art's great. A really
1: good-looking book.
5: Uh, it, awesome. Three and a half. Yeah, Hep looks really
2: feline
1: yeah, and it's... they all look really cool. Like even, I mean, Chode's a hard thing to draw. He's like a weird version of... Uh, let's abomination? Take, let's, take, and... let's take that twice. Yeah, he's like a smaller version of the abomination or the thing. So Chode is hard to And I to think this draw. is
5: probably the most dialogue I've seen him. And...
1: He doesn't usually talk a
5: lot. He usually
1: yeah. yells. He did some yelling, that's good. Into battle. Mm. Yeah.
0: say I was always confused with it, because I always thought it was the little white thing that talked, and Chode was the one that made the... Nonsense old marks, but it's the opposite way.
1: Usually sitting on church shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I got confused. confused. Yeah, understandable. Good book. Good stuff. Okay, uh, so next up we have what? Futures End. Not everybody at once, my god. Ross's End. (laughs) The End of the
0: Future. (laughs) Futures (laughs) End.
1: (laughs) That's what I (laughs) like. Oh, Futures End.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh man which if you were if you were lucky enough to pick up a copy of it on free comic day the real kickoff was zero right um and of course it's it's a weekly book so hopefully you've gotten the chance to get it if you're going to get on board get on board now because it is going to be pretty big this year
1: yeah I agree with that yeah random people are always saying oh it's the next Blackest Night I don't I don't know if i go that far yeah, yet I think I'd go that far we're either. not that far into it um, real brief for the Zero issue because it really is like a full issue yeah. pretty much the only stuff you really need to get out of it that you don't get in issue one would be that in the future everything's gone to hell everything's getting taken over by robot things the people who wrote or drew this don't like John Stewart very much he gets Army of Darkness no Evil-deaded. Yeah. He's evil-deaded.
0: Full-on swallow your soul.
1: Yeah, man, his neck is so messed up in that. And um, Bruce Wayne Batman was going to travel back in time to try to fix the problem. Loses his arm and is dying. And so Terry McGinnis is the only other choice. And he goes back in time. And now we're at issue zero. End, number one, start. There,
0: There is actually one or two more things that i throw in there. I wouldn't
1: go. Oh, I'm, I'm going to anyways, though.
4: There's
1: a
0: big one. Uh, Dang it, can I skip one of them? Go on. Two of the big things was uh, one, this OMAC thing uh, was worked on by both Mr. Terrific and Bruce Wayne as, like, his master keeping eye on the world Brother strategy. Brother Eye. Brother Eye. Yeah. Brother eye. Hmm? The other one is... That he warns Terry, do not go back and talk to me or Superman because I won't believe you and Superman will mess it all up.
1: Is that what you were going to say, Ross?
3: No, nope, not at all. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that- the, the, the big thing was Frankenstein has Black Canary's face in him.
0: <laughs> oh, man, how did I forget that? That's true. <laughs> oh. did, you, did you notice he also has Hawkman's arm? Uh-uh. Yep.
3: That's awesome. He's
0: got Hawkman's arm with the imp metal on it.
1: Man, how did I forget that? That's so crazy.
0: And then, uh... Yeah. I forgot the other part now, so never
3: mind. Oh, I remember. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bruce Wayne, the OMAC part, goes all the way back to Justice League International annual, right before it
0: ended.
1: Oh, right. Man. That's digging deep. It is.
0: It is now.
3: Okay, that's it.
0: But, um... Yeah. So, we go from there, and we jump back in time. So, that none of that stuff happens yet. Hopefully, none of it ever.
1: Oh, no, that John Stewart thing. With the, it's crazy. It is crazy. Oh, my
0: God. Uh, Black Mary's face inside of...
1: Also crazy. Yeah. Man, how they I forget that over the John Stewart thing? They're both crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. They really are. Well, anyhow, um... He was supposed to have
0: gone back to the beginning of the whole OMAX situation, but the time travel device was calibrated for Bruce, not for Terry, and so it didn't get him back to where he was supposed to be. He's roughly five years before our, our current continuity, but the OMAX has already started spreading, so he's going to have to start to, uh, to find a way to stop it in progress.
3: Is it, I don't... I could be wrong. I think it's actually five years after current DCE continuity. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, where Terry's landed is five years in the future for normal continuity. Yeah, Maybe. it says okay. five years from now, so yeah. yeah. Right. And then for his continuity, God only knows how far in the past. 25. Boom. There you go.
3: 20, <laughs> I don't think that's true, but okay. Yeah, because the OMAC thing is 30 years in the future.
1: Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Dude, math is awesome. <laughs>
2: So is the atmosphere.
3: Yes.
1: Where's your lab coat, sir?
2: (laughs) Go get it out of the car.
4: (laughs) Jack, Jack,
0: shoot it up. Dang it.
4: Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was general disappointment. (laughs) When Terry was sent back, there was uh, one of these OMAC things that was clinging to him. And it seemed deactivated. But uh, we'll see. We find out pretty quickly that uh, Terry has a ai program with him that's alfred and spelled out as alfred and uh yeah so he's kind of communicating with him letting him kind of do some of the research of what's going on in the world getting them up to speed and of course he like becomes very annoyed with it because alfred is not like very forthcoming
3: it's kind of funny because he the alfred program talks just like alfred but terry mcginnis never knew alfred right. so it's like a yeah, that's the whole thing. He's questioning, "Was was the real Alfred like you?" And Alfred's like, I, "I'm not the real one." <laughs> awesome. It's
2: like skeets, yeah,
0: a little bit, but but like he's kind of got like a snarky attitude, and he's like, "Oh, is this really you, or is this something Bruce put in? And he's like, "Oh, well, Bruce made me." So, but either way, he realizes that he's he's too late to stop this from happening. Something about Mister Terrific coming back. To Earth One is a key component, and right. so you can see the future is now. The future is you. Billboards all over the town, right? And that has something to do with the beginning of Omac. But um, almost on cue, the creature that came with him through the when he when he teleported back, like comes back to life and starts attacking him, and he's basically like yelling at Alfred for why he didn't tell him that it was alive. Right. And Alfred's like, well, technically, it's not alive. And as he battles it, he winds up, like, crushing its skull on his hand. And he's like, now it's not functional. (laughs) Splitting hairs, Alfred. Uh, The whole time that this is going on, we have somebody who's inside one of these buildings that's watching Terry fight against this...
1: uh, Crazy cyborg death machine?
0: Yeah, this OMAC thing. And we notice that he's wearing a pair of Google glasses. Which... Just in case you haven't already known this, so that we can spread this around, there's a term for people who wear the Google Glasses. Awesome. Glassholes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Glassholes. Because there's pretty much only one reason to be wearing the Google Glasses. And it's because you're
4: a glasshole. Glass
0: Anyhow, so presumably he's been filming this the whole time. And Terry's like. You know, still debating with Alfred what's going on. And from there, we kind of have to start seeing how Terry's going to start combating this whole situation. So we flash from here to Stormwatch's headquarters that exists somewhere in the Rift. So in between different realities. Right. And we see that Jonathan Hawkmore has taken over the leader of the Stormwatch. And we have the Midnighter and Apollo, but they're like the Midnighter and Apollo from... The alternate universe. And uh, we noticed a, t- a couple new members of the team, which is uh, Frankenstein's... Um
3: One of the agents of Shade.
0: Yeah, gosh, what's her name now? They, they, she's like the black creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah,
3: they, well, they call her the mermaid in that. There
0: you go. And then we also have Hawkman. That's kind of working around that. And for those people who don't know, Stormwatch is supposed to be a organization that watches in secret for alien invasions on Earth. so They used to be the authority. Yes. Yeah. But they somehow have their whole ship ripped out of the subspace. And no sooner can they say, we can't have that happen, because that doesn't make any damn sense, does the uh, engineer get infected by this, uh, this computer mind and basically starts taking over the ship.
1: Right which is super crazy considering. I mean, the Engineer is, she's basically a robot, but she's the same thing that drives the ship they live in and opens all the doors between the, the, the rift that they travel through. She's an old school authority also. Kind of, kind of like the
3: uh, AI girl in Mass Effect.
1: Yes, a little bit. Very much so. That's a good way to describe her
3: actually.
0: But uh, whatever takes over the Engineer starts using the ship's own defense system to attack the rest of the storm launch and so as they're kind of battling it they tell Apollo to go outside and check out what's going on outside and Midnighter's like I have a bad feeling about this Apollo you shouldn't go and Apollo's like yeah whatever I'm like Superman <laughs> and so he goes flying out into space
1: yeah, pretty much.
0: and uh, whatever he sees out there is enough to make him be like oh my god and then he gets blasted with fire and his like his skeleton gets burned away awesome so like he gets really blown up, and of course Midnighter's like no,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then from there they find out that their self-destruct mechanism has already been activated, and Jonathan Hawkmore is like, you need to shut this off, um, to the engineer. And of course they're all panicking, and then the ship explodes, yep. presumably killing everybody on board.
2: Great, right, they're going to restart Stormwatch again. <laughs>
0: And so now it's, like, ready to monitor Earth
1: without
0: anybody monitoring it.
1: Yeah, the crazy thing about that, though, you're right, because it is the other version of it's Gold true. Apollo and, Mid- and Midnighter. Yeah. And the weird casting with everybody else that's in there, I, it makes me wonder if this is a different version of them from the Rift or a different realities version of them. How it's, are they
3: How are they different? Just because I don't know oh, those characters okay, so, at all.
1: In the new universe, or the new 52 universe, um, the main difference is between Apollo look-wise. Apollo has much shorter hair, more like Superman. Okay. Ability-wise and name-wise and personality-wise, they're the same. Then there's Midnighter, and Midnighter, basically the same, too, but he's got this crazy spiked chin. Okay. And, like, his costume, the costumes are entirely different.
0: He's, he's a little bit more of a do- a D-bag in, a, in our
1: yeah, new 52 he's reality. more of a D-bag. Yeah.
0: 'Cause in in the authority reality he was basically like two shades away from being Batman.
4: Yeah.
1: Right.
0: And in the new reality he's like two shades away from being the gip from Pulp Fiction.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so like he's a bit different.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: But um the towards the end of Stormwatch, the other version of them showed up. Right. I just don't know everything about that because, you know, I, kind of, Stormwatch. Yeah, I started tuning out on Stormwatch. Right. So. so did everybody else. I, unfortunately, that's true.
3: I was going to say, I would have read that version of it, though, with Hawkman and the mermaid from...
0: It could be really Minnesota. cool. It could be really neat. But I have a feeling that we didn't see the end of them. Right. Because, like, their new tease photo has Hawkman and Apollo and Midnighter running around in it. I think probably Jonathan Hawkmore is dead, though. But we'll see.
3: Well, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this in the... Yeah, this is in the five years
1: after. Yeah, yeah, it's during the during the correct time frame for things to be happening. Gotcha. So we'll
0: see. And uh, like Apollo's powers, we don't really know everything about them. We know they're solar based, like Superman, but he can turn into energy. Right.
4: Uh, so like a...
0: he could s- perceivably survive this explosion. Right. And Midnighter has ridiculous. I kind of see the future sometimes. Power. Occasionally, yeah. So. Two hearts, at least. He's kind of weird. Yeah, it's hard to say. He's kind of he's weird. He's kind of like if you take Doctor Who and Batman and made them gay. <laughs> and like a low psychic.
5: Aren't they the. And you put them together and then yeah. you made him aren't gay. They, aren't they funny?
0: Yeah. Yes, Not they are. Not funny, ha yeah.
1: <laughs> ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. Alright, Sling Blade. Yeah. The two of them are a couple, yes.
3: It's true. Even we're in the Valentine's
0: Day issue. Which is why, you know. Midnighter was yeah
4: oh.
0: right. That was the uh, that was the love no. You didn't get that okay. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to our story here. <laughs> we uh, we now travel to Northern California. We see the same as before. Ross realized it was a Marvel comic book he was worried about right earlier. Yep. Wait, what? Huh? No. Oh, it's oh, a Marvel yeah. book. <laughs> 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 Dang it. Anyhow, uh, we see a regular suburban like homestead right little light on and there's this little girl like trying to escape up the stairs and like presumably the mom like screaming in fear and the dad like getting a shot in the head and uh we get all this uh dialogue from uh from grifter about how you know they keep trying to hide and he doesn't understand when they're going to try to you know when are they going to show themselves? When, when is this finally going to be over? And so, like, he shoots the mom in the back, and she's dead on the stairs, and he's walking over the corpse of the dad. And, like, he shoots the mom again as she's, like, trying to, like, reach up for the child to make it up the stairs. And, like, it's kind of funny because I actually don't show Grifter the whole time, but we know, like, it's his thoughts.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, they show his face on the thought Yeah, on the
0: thought bubbles. <laughs> like, he executes the mom as she makes it up the stairs. And he releases his gun, and then he shoots her some more. And then he walks into the little girl's room, and he kicks open the door. And he's basically like, it doesn't matter. In the end, they always show who they really are. And she's, like, crying in the corner. And then she starts screaming, and her eyes all turn red. Her turn crazy light colors, and she, like, attacks Grifter. Right. And, of course, then he lets her have it with his machine gun. (laughs) Awesome. And it finally struck me. It is awesome. It finally struck me harder than it did in the entire Grifter series. Huh. He's basically Rugged Ronnie Piper from They Live. <laughs> Everyone thinks he's crazy because he's just executing
5: <laughs> fools. But he can see they're aliens. Who are you, little fella? <laughs>
4: <laughs> the problem is awesome.
5: nobody else sees that they're aliens.
4: <laughs>
0: so is Grifter actually gifted or is he just executing fools?
5: Uh, you know, <laughs> I think he could be crazy. And just me. <laughs>
0: it's possible.
5: That was what was so cool about that series in the beginning. Oh man!
0: Yeah, because that's exactly what people were like. But you know, it never occurred to me how much it was like mm-hmm. they live. Yeah,
1: it really is.
0: The worst thing is when I had that realization and I told somebody about it. They went, "I've never seen they live," and I then I had to explain <laughs> they live.
3: I'm not even gonna lie, I've never seen. Oh, they live. My, oh gosh. my god! <laughs>
0: Reg Ronnie Sweet. Piper's in it. I'll watch it, though. You don't have to explain it. Okay. Fantastic. Well, I think I just did explain it. I'm, I'm, here, to to, I'm
2: here to chew bubble gum and kick some ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum.
3: Oh, man. That's <laughs> where that comes from. Yes, Sweet. it's true.
0: It, awesome. And in South Park, they recreate the entire fight between Ragged Ronnie and whoever the black guy was. I can't remember.
5: <laughs> and he was always, always pissed off. The whole movie. Ragged Ronnie?
4: No, oh, the yeah. black guy was always cow. in a yeah. foul yeah.
0: mood.
5: Well, well, if you had an alien
0: invasion and only you could see it. And you're killing mad people. Mad before you figure that out. Man. All right. It may have been a hot day. <laughs> 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 I get I get pretty mad on a hot day. Sure. All right. So then from there we jump over to New York City.
4: <laughs> why not?
0: Yeah. And uh, we have uh, we have Jason trying to get a hold of Ronnie, and he's like complaining that he, why can't you ever answer your phone? And he comes running into this, like, kind of like uh, like a clothes store Mm -hmm. on this, like, strip mall area. In the background, if you look, you can see, you know, the Mr. Terrific sign. Right. But um, he, like, is talking to the lady behind the counter about, like, where the heck Ronnie is. And, like, we wind up finding out that he's, like, gone into the storage cabinet with this other clerk. And so he, like, runs around the counter and comes barging in. And, of course, Ronnie's like, what the hell are you doing, Jason? Jason's like, why don't you answer your phone? And he's like, duh. Because there's this girl with her shirt off her in front of me. And so they have, like, a little fight there for a minute, and she's basically like, you guys are weird. I'm out. And so uh, Jason basically tells him you know, why he's come to find him, which is that Green Arrow had called for him, and that evidently after the war, which we don't know what, what war they're talking about yet. Right like green arrow sponsored them to be a part of the justice league and ronnie's basically like i didn't sign on to be a superhero 24 seven and he's like well when green arrow calls we're gonna go and so they form into actually i think jason forces him to form into um, firestorm and they take off for seattle and by the time they get out there like seattle's there's like a chunk of it that's just in flame they kinda start rescuing people and of course one of the people that he rescues is kind of a hot lady, and Jason's, like, the whole time, like, why are you slacking off? Why are you slacking off? You know, are you really going to be a hero, or what are you going to do? And it's not until, like, he saves the girl that he's like, hey, it's going. Now you want to be a hero. Right.
1: You know? Um, and they start... i think sh- the war they're talking about is the Trinity War. I'm pretty sure. I think so,
3: too, but I'm not positive. Yeah. On Don't
1: quote me, I guess, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
0: It's possible, you know? Um, I mean, by this point, everything that happens in Forever Evil would be Old, old news yeah
1: mm-hmm. so I don't this know like the flash has already passed May
0: mm. Mm. well this is
1: well past May yeah whatever <laughs> go on <laughs> anyhow um,
0: they start realizing that there's people that are trapped under the debris and as they kind of clear away the debris we find Green Arrow and uh, he looks pretty dead
3: he also looks pretty awesome with his uh, He's
0: got a full beard, man, so he does look awesome, but he does look very dead. Yeah, he looks like old Green Arrow. Yeah. And of course though, Green you know, Firestorm just calls that out like, Oh my god, Green Arrow is dead but like he didn't check for pulse or anything. No. He might still be alive. I can kinda doubt it though. It's
3: really funny to me though, hmm. that this is in this book and they just showed that robot chicken on T V where Green Arrow dies, and Batman throws a fit at his funeral, and he's in his own funeral in the background.
1: Yep. Right. Okay, because he doesn't ever die. He yeah.
0: even talks about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But oh. uh, basically, like, Jason's, like, blaming him. Like, he died because of you, because you were jacking around instead of, you know, answering your phone. Get together, Ronnie. Yeah. You're a so, sissy.
1: Is he?
0: We do know also from Zero... That somehow Omac is using Firestorm to power
5: itself. That's true. Because
0: Grifter and uh, Amethyst were going to take out Firestorm. Right. Forgot about that. Damn,
5: Firestorm's always a problem.
0: He's one of the more powerful characters in the DC universe. If he Crime could.
5: Prime just... Syndicate used him.
0: Yeah. Yeah?
5: They had their own.
0: They had Deathstorm.
5: Well, well they
0: used Firestorm too.
1: Yeah. Doesn't matter.
5: Anyhow.
0: But, but yes, you are they correct. If you get
1: broken, he's easy to blame.
0: I blame the guy with the flaming
1: hair. Right? Exactly. Just because stuff's on fire and I'm made of fire. <laughs> Could be, but maybe that's why. You uh, know, technically, you are made of fire. Rob, scorebook go.
0: Uh, honestly, I was really worried about Future's End. And it's, it's really strong. So I give it a four, I think. I was very impressed with it. Sweet. Curtis? I think
2: this is gonna hinder my plan about having Grifter in Grayson.
0: Mm. I don't I don't think it could. I, I mean this is five years ahead. I yeah, you still have both teaming up and doing things. The tricky thing is I don't think Grifter is gonna do anything useful because he's he's in they live, he's man. He's seeing aliens, aliens all man. the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, Roger Ronnie Piper cannot team up with them. Three? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Although I would like to see him in in spiral, I think that would be a good fit.
3: I'm give it a five. My favorite thing I've read in a long time.
1: All right. Damn. <laughs> oh. I Mr. Mike?
5: Oh. i to follow that up. The grifter part was awesome. True. I think I may have enjoyed Zero a little more, but uh, I'll give it a three and a half. It's pretty cool.
0: I, th- I think as long as they don't like decide they're going to try to kill somebody every episode... For every issue, I'll I'll be fine with it. I think the more they kill, the less legitimate the story becomes. But look like, I, I it's I mean, it pretty it's pretty awesome. And I like the grifter isn't like, blah blah blah. I'm the chosen one.
5: Neo yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. I think all that stuff got dropped with the with the with the.
0: He's
5: just built, we'll they see. living it up.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. Um, I give it a four. Also, he was, was pretty strong. As far as books are concerned, I don't know. I like time travel, future blowing up things. So, and they live is awesome. So, like the idea—he's tracking a family through the house, just murdering the hell out of them. Yeah. And by any normal account, it'd be crazy.
5: I think it'll probably end up making Age of Ultron look like a walk in the park.
0: Well, but Age of Ultron—that's
5: another apocalyptic future thing. It's
0: a different thing. Yeah, it's not—it's not hard. I mean, it's different, different thing. Yeah, Age of Ultron was—you just. It was weak. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, it was. It started out okay. And it's we cool. If,
0: like. It's cool if everybody likes it, you know, but I, I think it was I think it was a missed opportunity. It could have been fantastic.
4: But.
3: I'm really excited to see how Batman Beyond will work. Because I think that pretty much everyone's going to view him as a villain when he gets there. Because yeah. he can't talk to anyone or anything. And,
4: yeah. right.
3: and he's going to be trying to stop people. And,
0: well, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not... Not being able to work with, with Batman Superman, that's a, that's a big detriment to him. But he's right. Like, Bruce is exactly right on that he would not believe him. No matter what he said, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be able to take it at face value.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And they actually kind of mentioned that Superman disappeared in Zero. Mm-hmm. And then comes back as, a, you know, Crabatron. Yeah. <laughs> robot. But, oh, um, my God, crazy.
3: Um, I, I see what he means by that. I see, I, I see what he means, but it's almost like a funny Bruce-like downing Superman just because he can, even though it's like his last moment of being alive. Yeah, awesome. this is
1: true. One more foot down before I die. That's what he gets. Mm-hmm. I like how afterwards he's like, well, Terry, you went back in time to fix things or you melted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <You know. laughs> Pretty awesome. Which was
0: his concern, and Terry kept being like, don't say the or part then. You just time traveled. And it's like, well, we're in I'm like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty <very> awesome. <laughs> the part of Zero is great.
0: Yeah, zero was, zero was really good. This is one of those things where if you didn't get the, the free comic day one, you did kind of miss out a big deal. So yeah,
1: it happens. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Um, okay, so a question for the audience, or question from writing thing. Yeah. When you, need is, to re- when you need to read that? This is also
0: from Ghost Punch. Right. But, um... So we'll try to read it as it's written. We'll see how badly I screw that up. Congratulations! The comic book company of your choice has given you carte blanche to take any existing comic title and change it in any way, shape, or form. You may take characters selecting or genre, or sorry, setting or genre, from another book and transfer them to your new book. They, will, they don't have to be characters that currently have books either. The only rule is the title has to fit. Should I do the example? Yes, please. Okay. I.e., the Fantastic Four still has to have four people in it. Or, Doctor Strange still has to have a guy called Strange in it for the thing to... Though Strange may be a college professor slash archaeologist. Have fun with it. If you're not clear enough, please ask me about it. If it's not clear
1: enough, please ask. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I get it like con- concept wise it's a, it's a cool idea I mean, like I basically like think. how he turned Doctor Strange into Indiana Jones
3: that's what I was thinking too freaking
1: awesome that's Doctor Str- Indiana Jones Doctor Strange because he's Doctor Jones perfect good stuff I Like would he be dimmer. Doctor Strange Jones hmm? no he'd just be Doctor Strange but he'd be it, like Indiana Jones magic and whatnot. that's what Indiana Jones is supposed to be not freaking aliens <laughs> well it's loosely connected to the The crystal skulls, though. Whatever, Rob. But
0: I'm far more interested in the idea that the crystal skulls could be computers from the future than that they are somehow alien skulls that are crystally and. stupid. Yes.
1: I like the idea of being computers. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. idea. Do you want to uh, go over Craig's first? Craig's is freaking huge. He wrote a whole freaking page. (laughs) Ross, you got an idea? You got something? No? Maybe after you get this through here. All right. Either that or Curtis reads it. One of the two of you. Curtis? I can read it. Okay, give it to Curtis.
2: Okay, this is Craig's Fantastic Four Hoopla de Jour. So he gives a setting, a Jules Vernean, steampunk-type Victorian age where the four heroes can plumb the wonders of Atlantis or match wits with Sherlock Holmes as agents of the government, forging a new reputation for a young, daring country. The four members, Professor Strange, a con man who may or may not use magic, and debunks charlatans and other snake oil salesmen, nefarious scoundrel. The Thing... Or, not to his face, the beast, brilliant scientist and inventor trapped in the super strong body of a giant ape, Reed Richards, is feared for his hideous looks and nearly uncontrollable rages. Invisible woman, Susan Storm, an adventurous forward-thinking woman of a future age, born to privilege and wealth, scandalously appearing in form-fitting costumes, and spy. Robot Man, the shape-shifting, malcontent robot man seems to know more than he reveals, pilots the airship. And the kicker? The team is based out of Latveria, loyal agents of Victor Von Doom, even running missions against S.H.I.E.L.D. Victor probably saw other universes where the team beat him time after time and created this version specifically to aid him and torment Richards. In making Latveria as awesome as it is... To the whole world, he is the scary man in an iron mask. To his countrymen, the unmasked benevolent benefactor, humanitarian. So Craig actually put a lot of thought into that. That's awesome. And I wonder if he's thought about this before. Because I'm gonna
1: say yes.
2: Yeah. And then we also have. You want to read the other one? You
1: might, no, as well. you you might, might as
0: well. Might as well. A real idea.
2: Let's call this one Wolf Cop. All right. Wolf Cop is a wolf who is a cop, <laughs> but no one notices he is a wolf. Eating donuts and coffee till it's time to kick ass with superior wolf abilities.
1: Okay. That has wolf
2: nothing Tom. to do with the question, but
0: Fighting to save the
2: that's Craig used to assume. It's kind
0: of
3: funny when I picture it in my head, though, still. So.
1: It's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Fantastic, yes. He even has a theme song. If Craig is <laughs> sing you the theme song...
2: I'm glad he's not.
1: <laughs> no. me just saying, if people want the theme song, I guess they're going to have aspirants to have it put on. I, I don't doubt that he will remember it. Anyway, um, so we also we talked to Kevin a little bit the other night, and Kevin had a couple cool ideas. Yeah. Kevin, a couple completely out of the park, but, you know.
0: Yeah. Kevin, Kevin had a, a few crazy ones. Yeah. Um, the ones that, that were good was, like, Spider-Man in the Wild West. Right. Um, he also had Spider-Man as a pirate. Okay. The, the Wild West I'm okay, okay. with. The pirate uh,
2: one I'm okay with. There you go. Makes more sense. This, yeah.
0: this
3: whole thing reminds me of when they sent Batman back in time. When he had to be a pirate and a oh
0: caveman my gosh. and a the cowboy. And Maybe Spider-Man is jumping through time to try to find... Well,
5: that one time the thing was Blackbeard, so... That's, That's true. Yeah. That's the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's where he found better in, than I thought it. Bit. That's mm-hmm. where he found out he didn't have to breathe underwater, <laughs> which is good when you're a giant rock monster. That's very
1: true. Very very true. Uh, um, we had uh, the X Men one was a good one. Yeah, X Men one was, it was really what good. Expanded on though the two,
0: yeah, like well a little bit after after a but you know, there was a few dry well ones. You know, like uh, Xavier just has hair. I don't know why I had to
1: bring that up. Yeah, well,
0: you know, it's just how it is. Uh, we we had that we could trade uh, Yoda for Xavier, so Xavier would be the Jedi teacher, and uh, Yoda would be the master of the X Men. Could be a good time. It'd be interesting to have a little Major green guy around X Men. Yeah. Um, another one that was that was interesting. If we if we thought about it, we could expand it. It would be great. Which is that we lost World War Two and the Nazis took over. And now we have the Avengers versus the Nazis in a world where some of the Avengers are actually Nazis, right? So, I
4: idea.
0: Uh, but yeah, the other one was the uh, taking the X Men and putting them in the medieval era. So we have like uh, Camelot with the X Men. So we have like um, Cyclops as King Arthur, and uh, Jean Grey is made as Winnevere, Yes, is made and from. Robin Hood because there's some stuff going on there. <laughs> no, uh, good job. And uh,
1: Guinevere. Yeah,
0: Dalton Knight is the girl from Three Musketeers.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man! And so
0: then we have uh, Xavier as uh, as uh, Merlin. Right. And then we were talking about having uh, what Wolverine is Lancelot, Lancelot, or, or Galahad. possibly
1: Galahad. Lancelot makes sense for the whole Jean Grey thing. That's true. Galahad makes sense for the whole dying thing. Like you
0: could, you could build it out, Maybe he's both. make it work out. Maybe yeah, that's true. I was thinking Galahad could be, could be Deadpool. Yeah, it's also a
1: good one. Yeah, yeah it'd
0: be good. I'm sure there's one of them that had like great armor for Colossus or whatever. Right. So we can, you could figure that out. I guess if you really want to go down and dirty, you could have um, what um, Morgana as xavier's uh sister oh Shoot.
1: man what's that, what's the lady's uh, name i hate what's her, her name? i can't
3: remember it now dang it i know who you're talking about right
1: yeah. cassandra nova yeah man give a guy a cookie so I don't know if you don't know
0: it could be built up it could be a good time
2: i didn't know that was magneto's sister
1: not magneto Xavier. I don't, yeah, I
2: knew
5: that. I didn't, They're both bald she even had a sister.
1: Yeah. You can thank Grant mm. Morris for that.
0: Yeah, it's from the new X-Men era. It's black leather costumes. It's, it's kind of bad news. Yeah. She looks kind of like a mummy.
1: I've got one. Mm. Okay, Roscoe.
3: What if Batman was literally man-bat? Like, what if they were the same, like a werewolf-type Batman and turned into a bat at night?
0: There you go. Yeah. Damn, that could be good right. times. Yeah. There was another one that uh, like Kevin came up with, which is that uh, Krypton never explodes, and so Superman, his pals, just become space pirates. <laughs> <laughs>
3: As long as that's the name of the book, Space Pirates, Superman Space and his pals. pals, Space Pirates.
0: I don't see why not. Awesome. It'd be tricky because you'd have to put the dots on the paper, and everybody would want to read it fast. What is a Superman and his pals Space Pirates? no, you have to read it differently. Superman and his pals, Space Pirates. And
3: you put <laughs> put the Superman and his pals at the top, and the Space Pirates on the bottom. Oh you my could
0: do God, it. You just fixed it. <laughs> Boom. Of course, that isn't an existing title, so we cheated there, but.
1: No, it doesn't have to be an existing Maybe title. Maybe
0: he could collect Jimmy Olsen, then it could be Superman's pal
1: Jimmy Olsen, Space Pirate. I don't think it's Clark. If, if kal not there, then you lose some of the edge for it. Yeah. As the long
0: as he's a space pirate,
3: he's actually a pirate like five and a full-on beard. And it could happen edge. because he's,
1: he never he was never invulnerable. Yeah, so, so. he loses his eye until he gets to Earth, and then he gets the Superpowers. Mm. Then they raid Earth.
0: Mm. Mm. There, there was another, another one that was a little... A little bit of fizzle, you know. The, the X Men school just has gifted students in it. They're not mutants. They're just they're just handicapped. Yeah. Okay, Like I said, some of them out of the park. You get some good ones, and then you get you get some weird ones. Right. So
1: you know. I do. I do like the man, bat, Batman, Batman, man, bat. I do. That's mm. a good time. <laughs> Batman Bat. Batman. <laughs> Can that be the title? Yes. Batman Bat.
3: Yep. It's good, I like that. Hyphens yeah. in between all of them. I do like I that.
0: what we we had a uh, Lone Wolf and Cub with Wolverine and uh Shogo. Yeah. I think that was you and Curtis earlier. Yeah. Uh, after uh, the tragic death Logan. of uh of Jubilee. The princess of pyrotechnics. He has to become a has to become a a Ronin. Walk
2: the path of metal. Uh,
1: Mike you got it?
2: Uh, you no. know, uh, Did, weren't you the one that said maybe Iron Man is Iron Fist? No, that me. wasn't. me.
5: Wasn't I think that was me. Actually. Was that? Nah, no, I'll throw the Starjammers in the aliens universe.
0: Ah, uh, that'd be pretty good too. Yeah, the Starjammers could be uh, a part of the Space Marines. Sure. Gonna, Why not? I'm gonna go off and kill some of the what do they call those xenomorph?
4: Xenomorph.
1: Oh man, yeah. yeah.
2: I was kind of had the idea of since the Jurrasol. Has been around forever. Maybe the shadow in a Victorian era. Yeah, we we're
0: talking
5: Maybe about. Maybe it's that.
2: not just Lamont that's been the shadow. Maybe it's. Lamont. Lamont Cranston. You
5: dummy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
4: <from> something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh what did I gosh. miss?
1: It, that's, a t- that's like an old TV show reference. I don't even know what TV show that's from. Sanford and Is Sanford? I oh, <laughs> Sanford. I should know that. Yeah. I really should. Well, yeah, we, we ought to know that. You <laughs> do <don't. Yeah, laughs> right. But like
2: a Victorian setting for the shadow, I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I like that. That'd be pretty cool.
2: Crossbows instead of guns.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah, I mean, the, the I know I'm going to mess it up, but the, the Gretel. Would have had to have existed back then, right? It seems to be almost like eternal in time.
5: Has so, anybody here read that Marvel 1602?
0: I saw stuff for it, and there was some cool ideas in it, but I never got to read it. Yeah, me either. Cause like I, I know one of the things that came out of that was that um, the Green Goblin was like a wealthy businessman, but he was also kind of a little bit of a shady pirate. And uh, he looked normal until his first encounter with Spider-Man, where he got peppered with... Um, Splinters from a boat, like from a like a cannon, and his face got all like weird and bulgy, and so that's where he became Infected the Green of... Goblin.
1: Yeah, that 16 was some weird <laughs> stuff in it.
0: There
5: was some good stuff and there was some bad
0: stuff, so that and was a cool. You thing. Could
5: take the DC Frankenstein and throw him back in the Revolutionary War. Oh, you will. That is Very really
0: cool. And the, uh, there was and, a, the, and the
5: Creature Commandos. There
0: you go. Mm-hmm. There was another good one uh, from from. Uh, Brandon as well, which was um I think it was like a dynamic duo and it was Daredevil and Nightwing crossing over together. Oh, kind of so cool. They kinda of, like fight the same way. Right. Hmm.
3: The whole the whole question kind of reminds me of the when stay did the Stanley rewrites.
1: DC. Yeah. Oh, right,
4: yeah. And he right. had,
3: like, Aquaman that was actually made of water Right, time,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that is very similar to that. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, that's similar.
3: I don't remember most of them, but it was like was that. Did any like... good?
1: You know, I honestly don't remember.
3: I never checked any of it out, unfortunately. I never read it, I just heard the ideas. Yeah. And like, a Flash just... had Hummingbird DNA in it.
1: Yeah, so. I read a couple of them, and they, I don't know, they didn't I don't, I, I don't honestly remember if they were good or not. Like, I, I remember them being things, and I was like, that's cool. And then that's all I remember about it. Which is terrible, because you think I remember that better, but I don't. I know I never got to read them. I remember, I remember Amalgam Comics a lot easier, a lot better. I think yeah, I read a lot more of those. That's a very similar idea, to you, Sort of, yeah. 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 The whole mix between DC and Marvel and then Outcome stuff. Dark Claw. Holy crap, man. Can we make... Sp- oh, a Speed Demon. Oh, this is Who, perfect for that. A, a mix between...
2: Flash and Xavier?
1: No, huh. that PG, <laughs> man, no. No, it was Flash it's and it's Ghost Rider. Flash and Ghost Rider, man. Maybe a little bit. of Some of they really did. I just want that book to come back. That, that was, was freaking awesome. Didn't they mix Lobo and Howard awesome. the Duck too? Yeah, that was foolish.
0: Oh. Lobo the Duck. Lobo the Duck. Foolish. It
4: sounds speed awesome even, to me, but so Speed
1: Demon, awesome. When you see the... stop. It wasn't very good. <laughs> speed Demon was great. Yeah. Like, it was awesome. The Super Soldier. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I remember the, the Dark Claw one was okay. Dark yeah.
1: Claw was okay, story-wise. I don't think that... Uh, most of those wouldn't survive on their own as a thing. But can I, can I make mine be Speed Demon? Because that's what I want. I want <laughs> Speed Demon. That's, that's what I want. He's already there. What, at one point? That's like it's like Jay's Wolverine and Jubilee. Okay. Just together. Yeah, that's alright. All right. So it's not technically okay. Jubilee?
2: no they weren't combined <laughs> <as one group laughs> with of the fusion dance.
1: Like, boom <laughs> no I think they were just hanging out weren't they yeah <laughs> it was it
0: was Just
3: Batman and Robin type style Wolverine right. and Jubilee. although
0: if you think about it you could do a pretty easy Fantastic Four with Wolverine Jubilee Kitty Pride, and armor
1: yeah the Wolverine I, I would call it Wolverine's Angels mmm <laughs> I'm sure we could get two more and we could just make
0: it the Fearless Defenders too so
1: fine. X twenty three. We'll throw her in there. Boom. Yeah, it makes it popular because we got both the Wolverines.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see who else. Who else was hanging around Wolverine all the time? I think
3: pretty much what you've said so far. That would be like Jay's book. Oh yeah, yeah for nah, sure.
1: I'm, I would be a killer book actually. Yeah, that would be good. That'd be really good. Cast would be really cool. I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. You Charles ain't Angels, but more girls mm. and Wolverine. That's why it's Wolverine and Angels. <laughs> I like the title.
0: I'm Wolverine and the next men I'm, I'm so a big fan it's of uh, Superman Same.
3: and his pals, Space Pirates. <laughs> that's so it's Okay, that's, that's a good one, too.
0: When, when he said it, I was like, really? But now, you know, maybe. It's just ridiculous enough to work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, I you know.
5: They might try it if they heard it.
1: Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> I mean, they tried Vibe. Krypton, Krypton no. didn't get destroyed. It's so.
0: No, it's not.
5: He was actually a lot better.
0: If he brought back the original vibe, well, there,
3: there is some news about Vibe. I know yeah. we're way past news, but Go on, Ross. Vibe is cast in the Flash TV show.
0: Huh. Well, bombs suck. Yeah, well, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm <laughs> hold up. <laughs> hold the phone. Now, wait a minute. Now, if he...
5: drag it into the ground. Yeah,
0: if he comes out and then he starts popping and locking and it causes an earthquake, that would be awesome.
5: <laughs> He's not. He's going to be breakdancing uh,
1: on the
4: street. Now. Exactly. I was going to say breakdance fighting. <laughs> can, I
1: make, can I make a crossover because I want Grifter and the Punisher to run around Oh, a... that would be awesome. Grifter and the Punisher crossover? And Punisher would be mean, killing they criminals? Live, just... Drifter and the Punisher. Okay, yeah. Killing drug dealers, zombies. Yeah, he
5: could give Frank a set of those glasses. Yeah. And he's good to go. Yeah. Exactly. Now we're going to go kill the Damonites. Why not? Killing aliens is right in the Punisher's backyard.
1: <laughs> Almost <laughs> the same as... All he's he got
0: to do is tell them that they're selling alien smack and the Punisher will be down. Right. He do not care. That's very true.
2: Not in my hood. No, this is, this is
0: an outer space, Frank. My hood, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They're space Punisher. You know what?
0: It's it's close enough to smell Earth. It's close enough for me to kill you.
1: <laughs> That's That would be a cool one. I'd that'd be, that'd be cool with the two of them hanging out. Marco Ciccietto writing that or drawing that. I'd be art for it. It'd be fantastic, dude. Ciccietto is awesome.
2: I might. I would actually might be down with that.
1: That would be It'd be great. I don't know what you call it.
2: Punisher Grifter.
1: Punisher Grifter. Okay. That works. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board.
2: The destructive duo. Destructive mm.
1: duo? Oh, I don't know. It almost sounds like too much of a fun name for the two of them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you want to call it World's Final. Death Times
1: Two. Death Times Two. Someone's going to get killed. <laughs> I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah! <laughs> you got it. You got a cameo Perfect. by Shaft in there. Freaking awesome. Richard Roundtree. Yeah, yeah. Punisher. We'll, just, we'll throw the blade Richter.
0: in there. That's as close as we can get to Shaft. So well, you know. that'd
1: be cool too. There could yeah. be alien vampires. We don't know.
0: Maybe they're all alien vampires. Sweet. Oh man,
1: do so you think the vampires are actually Damonites? There's really <sighs> another cross that brings Blade into it. Then the whole time Punisher would be like, I don't like working with Blade. Blade would be like, I don't like working with the Punisher. And Greggers like, I like to shoot fools.
4: <laughs> put your glasses on, let's do this.
1: <laughs> you don't understand. What you put on the glasses, and Blade's like, I can already see them. They're all aliens. He's like, no, th- those, no, those are just normal people. Not all of them, Not all of them. Just some of just them, some the crazy vampire. You can't, can't kill any of them. You've got to be more discreet. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> And put the sword
5: away. And at that point, the grifter would tell him GF why.
1: We've got it in I mean, At some point. Otherwise, we just slay the entire world. <sighs> Perfect. Good times. Good, good times. Anything else?
0: No, I'm afraid that's it.
1: Ross? No, oh, I'm good.
2: Maybe Captain Victory in the DC Universe. Captain Victory. Yeah,
0: Kirby's.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Would he show up as? A, I know he's in the space stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could we rope him in as a new god? Probably. He looks not a lot like a new god.
1: because Jack Kirby. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think that'd be cool.
3: I thought of a crazy crossover.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: The Beast of Burden and Animal Man.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that crazy, because they're animals. Oh, yeah. And he is the animal man.
3: I don't know what like powers he's going to pull Well, I guess he doesn't have to pull them from him. No,
1: he's like, there's a sparrow nail, Brian. I'm going to use the sight of the sparrow. There's a
2: smart beagle.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Power to pee on trees. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Everything I smell I've been near, I can tell I've been near it. I can see what you ate by sniffing your... <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> Cool. Still be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Still be a good time. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, oh, animal Man.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Maybe they're like socks, right. and they have a crazy, monstrous form that they can take when they hang out with Animal Man.
1: Gonna be Suburban? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, so they get twisted like the animals did around him. Gotcha, okay. So they can fight...
3: I was just trying to think supernatural and animals, mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Supernatural animals. Supernatural had its own comic book in DC for a little bit. There you
2: so go.
3: To be
1: like the brothers from Supernatural, but they have the animals hanging out with them.
2: And they don't know what the hell they're doing, so mm-hmm. they ask the dogs, and the dogs just And The dogs right. just look at them funny, like mm-hmm. my dog does. And then they go and solve the crime while they're trying to figure out what the dog was
5: telling them. So basically, right? what you're getting is the beast of burden versus the rot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And what Kurt Lee was talking about the first time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They might be versus the green, too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they're
1: <laughs> they're oh P.M. God. power. You know? Eating the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Sometimes both things happen. Okay, that's, not, that's enough. Yeah. yeah.
4: They're, all, they're all
1: done. The key? The key? the key? the key? No books? Oh, yes. Uh, books no. to watch for? Yes. First, no. go.
2: There's a... Uh, what's his name? Gabriel Hardman, who's yeah. writing Star Wars Legacy now. Right. Uh, him and his wife Karina Betko, are going to be writing a book called Deep Gravity. So it's going to be a space-oriented thing book coming out from Dark Horse. So if you like Star Wars Legacy, pick up Deep Gravity.
4: Hmm.
0: Cool. Is this Legacy two or Legacy one?
2: This new this Legacy that's
3: out. Legacy right two. Now. Okay. Mr. Ross. Um. Well, keep looking for the uh, Future's End stuff, right. and then we have the Return of Damien coming up. Oh, yes. It's going to be good. be crazy. Right, right. And I, that's it. Alright.
1: there's Mike.
5: Well, Black Science. Right. And then he's got, a uh, Remender's got another one coming up pretty quick. Low.
1: As was going to say Low.
5: Check that out. Mm-hmm. That Nailbiter seemed kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I did like Nailbiter. Yeah, I,
0: I'm definitely going to have to read that one out until... We figure it out, like I—I I have to imagine that's going to be a mini ultimately, but who knows? I mean, it could be like Bedlam, and we just keep going, right? Like in Bedlam's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, the so Rob books to watch? Ah, uh, shoot, I don't, don't think I actually. Well, you know what? New—they're gonna do Teen Titans and Suicide Squad as a restart. So, right, look for them. <laughs> um,
1: I'm gonna give you Grayson. Oh, I hope it's good. I should have thought about that. It's, it looks like it's going to be good. I, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. They bring in Grifter, I'll read it. I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be awesome. Well, the fans want that. Death Blow um, could be in there, though. He has, he been, be, uh, he has been spotted in the universe. Death Blow and Grifter aren't the same. Sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Two different things. And I'd say watch for Low also. Because I think that would be good. Book-wise, book should be in good times. Oh, and... Um, so here in a couple weeks, we're going to be doing the Denver Comic-Con in June. And at this point, we are at least going to have one, provided everything lines up right, we're going to at least have one interview with Pat Gleason. So if you guys got questions for Pat, he's a guy doing the art right now for Batman and Robin, has been since the DC-52 relaunch. Prior to that, did a whole lot of Green Lantern Corps. Um, cool guy. Uh, so if you guys have questions for him, email them to us um, at top 5 Podcast dot oh that's not how it goes dot ho. top (laughs) take two (sighs) top five comics podcast so top 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 number five then podcast at hotmail.com and we'll see what we can do with the questions probably ask them I would assume so alright unless they're like personal weird ones yeah. Like,
0: what'd you eat this morning, Pat? Mm. Like, was that it a burrito? Like a, that seems like a stupid question. He could, he could no. probably ask Was a so, <laughs> <"What's the> burrito. <laughs> he did remind us that you know he he is an artist, and so a lot of delicate story stuff probably not going to begin from him because he
1: he's not good at pimping books. Yeah, that's what he, that's that's what he his, uh, Not good at
0: pimping books.
1: <laughs> he's, he's like, I don't know why people want to interview artists, but you know. I'm not really good at pimping books, so... And I'm like... <laughs> all so, right. so
0: let's prove him wrong, because I'm really interested in artists. So let's let's find really good questions for him. Artist questions. Nice. Yes.
1: Right. Yes. How do you draw a pickle? <laughs>
3: mm. I'm like, don't be stupid. <laughs> that, that's dupe. not going to
1: make it. <laughs> Damn. Look at Doopie, right. I doof. have to right. all my questions. Damn. Oh,
2: I I've got five <laughs> questions, and they each center around a pickle. <laughs> oh. One <laughs> of them was, what
3: did you eat this morning? And the other one was, how to you draw it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you draw me a breakfast burrito?
3: The last one was, will Damien be a pickle in the future? So Pickle no. Damien. Uh, Dark right side has his way.
0: If he's brought back like Frankenstein, he'll be colored like a pickle.
3: Mm, close enough.
4: <laughs> Stupid.
1: Oh, all right, Tiki. 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 No? T-key. Nope.
2: Scissors. Scissors.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Walk us on, walk us on, da da
1: da 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 da
4: da
2: da 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 da